hello. Welcome into Game Aesthetic, episode 112. I'm Alex Light with Sparky3. And hopefully you're having an incredible day today. Whether you're watching this live alongside of us or watching after the fact, we appreciate the hell of you. Uh, I got both the boys here in studio with me. I got John and Zach. Boys, how we doing? How we feeling? I'm doing good. Feeling good. Ready? Glad to be doing this again after a week. Yeah, ready to get after it since we were on break last week. Yep. Yep. How about you, John? How you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Showed up at least. Yeah, that's true. He just showed up. Wasn't sure if he was. Didn't hear from him. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I trusted him. I mean, that's standard, though. <laughs> that is pretty standard, and he just kind of shows up. I mean, that's kind of what we all do at this point, is that we all just kind of show up on the Saturdays and just, yeah, we know what's happening. We know what's going down. Yeah. yeah. So. If, if something's coming up, I'm letting you know, like, at the beginning of the week. Yeah, you let me know very, yeah. very early, and I appreciate you for that. Uh, no, yeah, back after a break week, uh, ready to get back into it. I uh, got some... Got some shit to talk about. You know, we have Midnight Suns that just came out yesterday, so we can chatting about that. Early impressions, of course. I've only put about five hours into the game right now. We have our ever-so-handsome friend Dave in the chat. Dave, how you doing? How you feeling? Uh, of course, we're going to be chatting more about Pokemon because uh, me and John, at least, have completely beat the games at this point, so we're going to be able to really, really dive into stuff. And Zach is just... He's just... He's, he's, he's living his best yeah, life. Yeah, he's living his best life. We'll chat about that, too. I mean, I'm doing the best thing ever. <laughs> he's living his best life, and we're going to chat about that. Of course, uh, Game Awards. We're going to do predictions for all the categories, so that's going to be fun, uh, because next week we'll, we, we will be live for the Game Awards. So for next week, a little bit of a schedule change up for that. We're not going to do two episodes in a week of Thursday for the Game Awards and then Saturday like normal. Uh, our show will just be on Thursday. Uh, we'll go live probably at like 6, I would guess. Six uh, Central Standard Time is when we'll go live. We'll chat for about 30 minutes or so about maybe whatever came out through the week leading up to the Game Awards. Game Awards starts at 6.30. We'll be live for the full thing. Uh, and then with that, also, Anime Plus, which just started live shows uh, on Thursday. Really excited for that. That will instead be live on Saturday next week. So just a couple little change up there. ATFS, of course, unchanged. Still going live on Tuesday. Uh, let's see. Make sure to join the Discord. You can come chat with us. We definitely appreciate that. Follow us over at Twitter at GameStaticPod. Um, shout out to Agent Inc. Go buy our jerseys. Link down in the description below. Shout out to Rogue Energy. Use our referral link. Uh, and then the last shout out, I've already shouted out on two shows, and I got a shout out once more. Uh, shout out to my ever so wonderful contractor who built this ever wonderfully beautiful studio. He's been doing like this wood art for me in the background. And he just dropped off some new ones, such as good old Master Chief. Look at that visor. I love the way he did it. I think it looks absolutely sick. He also did a Suna from Hitman Reborn for me, and he's got more coming. So, very, very uh, pumped up for that stuff. Shout out to Buddy Green with Quality Construction. Uh, doing great, man. Hope all is well with you all. Uh, yeah, things are going pretty well, man. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Hopefully, you can hang out for a little bit while we uh, chat about Midnight Suns, Pokemon, and more. Uh, I think that's pretty much the shout-outs, right? Yeah, Yeah, that'd be everything. You know, Wayward Beard Company, Red Dragon, that's the other ones, I guess. You know, check that out as well. Everything's linked in the description below. Stomped our website. We'd appreciate that. Uh, start turning down the music here. Uh, but yeah, Game Awards next week on Thursday. I would probably, because I think it starts at 6.30 our time, Usually, right? yeah. So yeah, we'll probably be live about probably about 6 o'clock on Thursday. And I'll uh, be here for the entire length of the Game Awards. So that's going to be fun. Maybe. Well, yeah, we don't have the best track record with the Game Awards. We're one in three. We are one in three, yeah. And even the one, the first one, I wasn't even technically part of it. I know. At the time. I know. I just, I, I just need someone there to chat with me. <laughs> we'll make it happen. This is going to be the year. We also have my guy Steve in chat as well. Steve, how you doing? I need a Vegeta. You know, I'll, uh, I'll talk to my my guy buddy and see if he can, uh, if he can hook you up. 
Uh, I don't get to always listen, but he listens on the way to work. Shout out to Dave for listening to us part of his morning commute. So we appreciate that. Marvel Snap, best mobile game. You know, that is, of course. Easy. That is, of course, in in the mobile category. And we all have to agree here that Marvel Snap is the best one. And we think it's going to win, actually. Fucking easy. Actually, you know, know, let me go pull up that category real quick because I have everything already kind of ready to go. Uh, best mobile game. Uh, if you want to switch to browser, it should already be set up for us. Yeah, there we go. It's kind of off-centered, but it's all right. Uh, so yeah, Apex Legends, Diablo, Mortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, Tower Fantasy. So it's either just going to go. Wait, to... how's Genshin Impact in there again this year? It's just always in there, man. They got to they got to figure because out because it's still a mobile game. Yeah, it's still just ongoing. It's still the like the, the one fuck? of the most popular mobile games. Yeah. If it's in there, so Marvel Snap may not win then, just because yeah. Genshin Impact. See, when, when you guys were saying it's going to win, I was just smiling. I'm like, I don't know about that. I I, I mean, like it's going to probably be Genshin Impact, but I think Marvel Snap can give it a run for its money. Whatever uh, happened, really to, they can only be on the year they released. It wasn't released again. This well, year. mobile category being a little bit different. Fuck. Yeah, so you know, it's just like it's it's like it is what it is situation. Like we got to have the games, you know, we got to have something. So that's just what they're doing. So, but uh, let's see. Uh, then promptly fell. Uh, I hit diamond today, by the way, and then promptly fell to fifty-two. Man, I'm sorry to hear that. I gotta say, for this season, I have done pretty much no grinding in terms of like trying. Like I was the first season, mm-hmm. mostly because like the first two weeks of the season, I was busy playing Pokemon. <laughs> so, I haven't done anything this season just because I haven't bothered to change up decks, so I'm still using old strats, which are failing me miserably. See, for me personally, I've been doing all sorts of random deck designs and trying different things. Like the decks that I grinded with to get up to like the 50 range, I've touched them maybe three times this season. Like I've, yeah. I've, I've been trying all a bunch of new shit. And it's just like sometimes I get a little bit on, on, on a spree and then sometimes it's just like, all right, yeah, this deck doesn't work. Let's adjust this. I'm just trying to find some fun decks to play. That's That's been my thing. My favorite one has been like my, my basically my fuck you deck yeah. where I'm just here to, I'm literally only here to, upset you i don't care if i necessarily lose i just want to i just want to make your day just a little bit worse with just all the cards to fuck with your hand fuck with your deck fuck with locations i'm just here to be an asshole for that See, day and my, it's been one of my favorite ones to play my favorite one so far i made is just which is called super bots is just otron being buffed by all the area buffers oh yeah so kazar blue marvel mystique yeah yeah so I mean I've still been having fun with it. I've been losing quite a bit. I, I like I said I've been trying out a bunch of random decks and I've been losing quite a bit. So it is what it is. I'm having yeah. fun. Yeah. Meanwhile, I haven't played it at all. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah. I mean I fell fair. off of it pretty. I, I was in hard right. playing it all the time, and then I fell off a cliff with. Yeah, Steve. Discard Apocalypse is really strong. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got one. Uh, I've got one deck built for that uh, that I've been kind of playing, and I gotta say. That's what everyone's running right now. I'm getting sick and tired of turn one seeing Blade come out. I'm like, here we fucking go again. It's either discard or people still running uh, Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, Devil Dinosaur, uh, discard, or I still see a lot of move decks. It's, yeah, move, but move decks are always fun. Yeah, they are. You know, especially if you can really get all the pieces for it, because like Vulture naturally is really fun. But if you can if you can get your hands on Human Torch, that can be a lot of fun too. Uh, my movement deck actually focuses more on. Uh, Craven and Dagger. Oh yeah, yeah, those are some good ones. I need Dracula. Yeah, I've got I've got Dracula in mine, and uh, I got Helia uh, Hella earlier as well. So that's pretty cool. That was a, that was in my uh, token shop was Hella. So I had See, Shuri in my shop too, but I'm not no way I'm paying for that. <laughs> I need Absorbing Man to have some fun. Yeah, I've seen Absorbing Man. It looks pretty fun. It looks pretty trolly. 
He needs some esteem just for reveal deck. Yeah, for exactly. Reveal cards. No. So Marvel Snap still fun. I'm gonna hope it's gonna win in the uh, the mobile game category, but we'll see. New meta is Death Wave, She Hulk. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people raving about She Hulk on Twitter. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people raving about that one. So. All right, let's go ahead and uh, jump into some stuff here today, boys. We'll lead things off with Marvel's Midnight Suns, uh, which did come out yesterday. And now, as of, I guess, earlier, all three of us have, because you uh, bought it earlier, yeah? Yeah. 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 So when, all three when of I got off Pokemon now. earlier, I started playing it. Okay, cool. Cool. And I think all of us have ended right at the same spot, because I was asking John <laughs> yeah, about that after Me and you Zach are literally, we ended our saves at the exact same location. <laughs> which is Emo like, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, so because you guys are right at the point where you get like the Spider-Man mission, right? Yeah. Now, is it the Spider-Man mission to go save Spider-Man? Is that the one? It just says Spider-Man's. Yeah, the mission is just called Spider-Man's. Okay, then I think that's the one to go. So you've already met Spider-Man once. No. Yeah, with, with Venom. Well, yeah, yeah. You meet him in the cutscene right after. I didn't Spider-Man. meet him. My ass was knocked on the fucking ground, and he was just. The fucking, bottom line, he you was as, just one. You mining. as the gamer saw Spider Man. I saw nothing. Okay, so yeah, we're yeah we're all the same. I'm he, in that he mission. He kind of just right showed now. up and fucked off. Yeah, basically. Yeah, we're we're all we're all in that mission right now. I'm I'm in the mission. I'm at the last part of it where I'm actually fighting uh, Fallen Venom. Uh, so that's where I'm at in that mission personally. But uh, yeah, that, that's about like five hours in for me. Just been kind of also dicking off at the Abbey and exploring that. That's been a lot of fun. The Abbey's really yeah, nice. I've, it is. I've spent a lot of time running around the Abbey. I've really been enjoying that that aspect, just checking out all the different locations. Because like the map is actually pretty, pretty yeah. good size. You know what's <laughs> sort of funny in the Abbey? Because so you know how you can find the. So just, we're gonna go hard on this. In the Abbey, it's your overworld area where it's mm-hmm. the headquarters where after missions you go and. Fuck around. It's, and it's, you, your, it's your hub area. Yeah, the basically. main hub. You, you got a day and night cycle, and the Abbey is where all the collectibles are. You just run around and find crap. And one of the things you can find are masterwork, which are paintings, which you can put in frames. Yep. And I discovered if you run at everyone's room doors, even the locked ones, in one of the corners, if you just hit A, you can reach the picture frame inside the yeah. locked door. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just setting up random paintings. I was like, there's no real point to this because I can't see these things. Right, yeah. But, uh, you know, so uh, let, me, let me set some groundwork here on Midnight Suns and, like, what we are necessarily doing. So the game immediately starts off with, like, some hydrate. You get, cro- you get to be Also, fuck that tutorial quickly. mission. Yeah. True. It completely makes Iron Man stronger than what he actually is. Yeah, 100%. Fuck that tutorial mission. 100%. I, don't, I haven't used Iron Man outside of that mission. I haven't used him and yet I don't. I don't know how he actually feels. So he has a lot more... Midnight sort of, Suns, Steve. Sort of quick cards in one area attack, but the area attack, the missile one that has you using the tutorial, his actual card effect is it's a chain card, which allows you to hit oh. multiple targets, but it only chains to... It's, the chain number is determined by how many Iron Man cards you have in your hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks. Yes. <laughs> and it costs three hero- heroism. Yep. Oh, that's terrible. Fuck that card. Yep. Yeah, the, in the tutorial, it's just does so much damage to every unit on the field. Which I can only assume is a better var- variation. Yeah, I, I assume if you upgrade that card a few times, you get to there. Yeah. But, you know, <clears throat> the general premise behind Midnight Suns is we get a meet introduction to, like, Hydra. They're working on some stuff. And basically, the great evil Lilith has been, you know, revived, you know, yes. which is all in the promotional material and everything. If you get the Legendary Edition, she's right on front. You know, our main antagonist for this game corrupts pretty much everyone in there, uh, you know, at the, you know in mm-hmm. that Hydra facility. 
you know, and then that brings us, you know, then to a hero introduction where we get uh, Doctor Strange and, you know, you, you know, Doctor Spooky. Yeah, Doctor Spooky. Doctor Strange, Doctor Spooky, uh, and Iron Man going to visit uh, Johnny Blaze, Ghost yep. Rider, which that, that was cool that he was included in the game because, you know, I know all the promotion material and, of course, the playable character of Ghost Rider is uh, Robbie Reyes. Yes. You know, it's, it's not Johnny Blaze. So it is cool that Johnny Blaze is still involved in some capacity. That's super cool. Um, and basically trying to, they're trying to basically, Recruit. Recruit, you know, because the Midnight Sun is on its way, uh, which then does bring us to your character after you complete, like, the first couple missions. Captain Marvel comes as well. You know, you get very quick introductions. And I got to say, like, it's very cartoony and comic book way of, like, air introductions, which is, like, the splash card, you know, and just, like, a little tidbit I, about I like it a lot. I have very much enjoyed the dialogue I, and I interaction between the characters. This has been very well done. Yeah. But, I mean, the main opening, which we slightly skipped, is that it more or less starts with... Those two, Captain Marvel shows up, they go to the Sanctum Sectorum, Scarlet mm -hmm. Witch is there, and they get attacked by Lilith. Yeah. All right? And they fight off Lilith. Dr. Scarlet Witch manages to push her out of the Sanctum Sectorum, and then Strange, Iron Man, and Captain Marvel yeet through a portal, which for some reason they knew where to go to find the Hunter. Yep. They never really explained that. Dr. Strange was like, yeah, let's just open this and we'll go. Yeah, yeah at, kinda, at initial beginning, it does not explain yeah. it. It's kind of just, he's just like, I've got, I know where we can go to, to hide from him, basically. Yeah. It's like, okay. Which, as you get, you know, a little bit further in just the opening part of the game, you can, you know, use, you know, you can put the piece together how he knew about it because you figure out a little bit of backstory on Scarlet Witch, how she got put into Doctor Strange's care. Because yes. in the story, she, you know, Do Scarlet Witch is, you know, um, the apprentice to Doctor Strange, which you, you kind of find out what happens, you know, very early. It's like, maybe two hours in you know it's like you know that that information does come presented to you yes. of how he would know about the abbey and the midnight suns so when they all go there that's when you meet the caretaker you meet the current group of the midnight suns which is uh nico magic uh blade and uh rob robbie uh ghost rider yes as the initial group and that's when your character is revived which is a customizable character so that's cool uh and you can also change your character's appearance later in your room that's also yep. cool um, so you customize your character and everything. Your characters awaken after three hundred after three hundred years, you know, multiple centuries of where this is the son, the or the just the child, depending on what gender you pick, the the child of of Lilith. And they defeated Lilith once upon a time, made the ultimate sacrifice, and they've been in slumber ever since. So now this this new this character, the hunter, being you know re, you know revived with the sole purpose of now trying to defeat Lilith again with the help of the Midnight Suns that are being reformed and Avengers. Yeah, and the Avengers as well are, are going to be involved with all this. Um, so that's like the general premise of the game. Now, as for like the gameplay, the gameplay is all like you know turn based, like card. I was about to say, unfortunately, Steve, there's not going to be a co op mode because of how the gameplay is. No, there's not going to be a co-op mode, and it really doesn't. I promise you. With how the with how the gameplay is, really doesn't need a co-op mode because it's done by uh, Ferex, which is the team that did XCOM and Civilization. Yeah, so think very much like that, you know, because this is like the whole concept of the game is like it's like a card game, like turn-based, whatever. And I actually really like that because like basically how the cards go is each hero has their own preset starting deck of like x amount of cards eight you, yeah eight cards and you you draw however many per turn you have different uh card plays you can do a movement that you can do you can do re you know redraws whatever two per turn etc and you just play up to 
three card plays, you have so much heroism to play certain cards and perform all these different actions, chain actions. You can move your character around to help you better get a larger range of kills, like maybe like Captain Marvel's like photon laser, whatever. Move her where you can get like five people in a row, which is really cool. There's lots of strategy that you can go into you when it really comes to arranging people. Should look into it, Steve, because like Steve, I actually think you would like this game a lot. I really do. I think you would really like Midnight Suns. Because he just did a whole uh, data bomb of everything, but the main yes. core of it is it's a deck building um, resource management. Yep. So you have your three characters, which determines your deck, which you get to edit as you unlock more cards, Yep. which is an eight-card set. So you have, um, fuck, math is hard, 24 cards to work with. Um, and it's set... And more or less, you have your initial five card, and your resources consist of uh, you get three plays per turn, two redraws, and a single movement. Mm -hmm. And that's all you get for each round. And you get, I think it draws, it refills your hand on each turn. The thing of note is, of the initial five cards you have, you only draw new cards for the ones that you played. So cards that you didn't play on the turn, they remain in your hand. Yep. Until you either discard them or use them. Yes. Mm. And then there's several other further mechanics, but that's the main base. It's a deck building resource management. Yeah, and with uh, the deck building and resource management part, like you know, in matches and stuff, you can also get more like extra cards. Actually, are... yes, Steve. Yeah. yeah, that would be a good comparison. Hero clicks. See, I, I saw that comment. I was going to ask you guys what hero clicks was because I, I honestly didn't know. So. It's more or less a tactics dice based game okay well then i'm gonna i'm gonna decide with zach zach knows what he's talking about so yes it's like that um but um but yeah i mean also in like matches and stuff you can get like other cards to help aid you for whatever situation like uh delay a helicopter from leaving uh distract venom you know get extra like bonus health or usually depending on the mission yeah it'll give you cards to that are relevant to completing the objective yeah exactly and honestly, I, I actually really enjoy this this level of gameplay that it is. Oh, like, it's good. Like, wow. like I'm I've already started unlocking some new cards and stuff, and I'm looking forward to like just trying to figure out all the different combinations that you could do for characters. Because like we were we were talking about before we started the show, Magic, for example, you know she focuses so heavily on creating new you know portals that require knockbacks on her so setting starting you, deck. Yeah, yeah. So like you can build that around characters that have a lot of you know knockback cards from the get go. So I mean, there's so many different aspects that you can go into it. You know, with the wide range of characters that are in the game, uh, and I, you know, you know, seeing the initial announcement like knee jerk for a lot of people, they were just like, "Eh, I'm kind of iffy about this." But honestly, I was on board. You were on board from the literal get go. <laughs> I served yeah, You were just like, card "Let's go!" Tactics game. Yeah. Like, let's fucking do yeah, it. You were here for it from the get go. <laughs> a lot of knee jerk reaction for people initially when it is just like, ah, "I'm a little unsure," and they kind of got bought onto it over time. Ferrex but like, I'm here for it. Has yet to not make a at least decent game. Their worst one was probably. The future civilization. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I will say, I'm I'm very much in the camp of you guys. I I want to see some of these higher level cards. Yeah, because my biggest problem so far has just been, I can keep cycle like of the characters I'm playing. I can keep cycling through to have the ability to play as many cards as I want. Yeah. on a turn, I just don't have any draw power. See, like that's the thing that I found interesting because like, um. I don't know if you... I assume you've done it because it's sort of forced upon you, the trial thing. Yeah. When you get to use uh, Charlie with you. I did that in one round. See, I didn't do it in one round because I, I, 
I didn't draw like any of my attack cards. Gotcha. That's so it's like I had to. I basically had a round where I got to attack one time, basically, and then got Charlie to do an attack, and then he got obliterated. Oof! Because there was still like seven enemies yeah, up, and they all targeted the him. Right. And then immediately on my next turn, it gave me a revive card, mm-hmm. so I could just pull him back up. And then that time I actually had attack cards, so I just wiped the rest of the room yeah so because like that's sort of interesting with the beginning of heart is figuring out the synergy between these decks because yeah i assume as you choose which characters you're going to focus on there is some high synergy like Mm -hmm. um and each character has a fairly interesting sort of initial build because like nothing with iron man outside of tutorial his whole kit is redraws because if you redraw the card, it immediately gives you the card back, but now it has extra effects, which is an interesting thing to use with your two redraws. Um, Blade is damage over time, single target, which is weird see, combination. See, I'm focusing heavily on Blade right now. Blade's like, actually a lot I of fun. I do really I like, like his his uh like the way his cards play. Yes, because uh the I mean really since. His his card that gives him the bleed on the next couple attacks. Yes. I upgraded that, so it's like, mm. instead of it being, like, two bleeds, it turns it to, like, three bleeds. Yes. Yep. And then gives you, like, extra... See, I actually lucked out with a draw and got a rare card for uh, Blade, which is, if he kills someone who's bleeding, that bleed will move over to targets in a circle around where you kill that target. See, that... That's why I'm. As soon as I started seeing Blades cards, I was like, "This is something I really want to play around." Because right now, like, if if I have all the cards, I'll just activate to get his bleeding. Yeah. Do his chain attack to set two bleeds, and then stake the biggest guy that's on the field. Fucking stake is so good. And then it's like immediately, like those three are basically out of the fight because at the end of their turn, they're dead. See, I've found a couple synergies which I've been enjoying with it so far. Is Nico and Strange. Because those are very entertaining together. I haven't used Nico yet. Yeah, I haven't used Nico. Strange, uh, Strange, I wasn't liking in the first couple missions I played him, but I, I, I can, I'm kind of starting to see the yeah. play style a little bit. Nico is gonna be a harder one, which she is very much draw of luck, because her abilities is has a roulette, and it's just like, so here's all the debuffs or buffs she can give. When you draw the card, it's gonna choose one. Oh, okay. And one of her specialty cards is she makes all the heroism cards for that round zero. Yeah. So with her and Strange, if I set it up right, do the four card play with Eye of Agamotto, Eye of Agamotto, I can get I can buff his Axo Agamotto to like fifty six damage, zero cost. Nice. And just wipe anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I found out too, like the friendship hanging out with stuff. Because that yep. same buff where you were talking about, like the cards cost. Yeah. The you get buffs from that. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, that's the f- like the second friendship buff I got. Yeah. Was was that when it's like first turn all these card all of the heroism is zero. I'm like, well, I'm about to have a fucking banger of an opening turn. Yeah, <laughs> and that, there's something we should mention is like besides the main combat and whatnot, there is the hub world where you yep. can interact with the characters and build uh, friendship points with them, mm-hmm. and. Uh, by getting increasing the levels, you get bonuses with those characters and specifically and stuff like that. And one thing it does mention, like one of the tutorials, is like if you max it out, they get a signature skill. Yeah, yeah they they get like an ultimate skill and their midnight sun. sun's like special. Yeah. 
outfit. And mm-hmm. the one thing I do like about with that whole friendship thing is that the dialogue for it, you actually have to very much think of the character's personality yes. and the situation yes. because usually in games like this with friendships, it's very easy, good choice, bad choice, neutral choice. Yep. In this, you actually have to slightly think about it because like the easiest character to look at is magic. She wants none of your shit or comforting. A hundred percent. She does not want to hear your shit. Well, the, the interesting thing to go alongside with the friendships is there's also the light and dark. Yep. Yeah. That, like light and dark path that you choose for your main character. So if you if you go one path over the other, it's like you're supposed to get additional abilities or cards or yeah. something for it. So when you're talking, like if you're trying to work on a friendship with someone, if those light and dark options pop up and you're like... Then you gotta choose. And it doesn't match. Yeah, with it's like you gotta the choose. Character. It's like okay, yeah, exactly. do I do I go for my character's path or do I go for the friendship with this character yep. or I do I just say fuck it and don't do either of them? Yes. Yep. <laughs> and just go completely I, I, I've had some of those situations pop up already. So, just overall, because like when we were looking at it before the game came out, Friday or Thursday evening and Friday, as it was just getting tons of reviews, and I can see why because so far mm-hmm. with the little bit we've played, because. We all have somewhere between two and five hours, I assume. Yeah. And uh, we're all ended at the same moment. And just combat's entertaining. Yep. The It's addictive. Car- the Very car- addictive. The card mechanic's going to be fairly interesting with at least how different currently just the beginning set of characters are. Not yep. even accounting for like the other four or five characters, I think, that are playable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we have multiple characters to unlock, and then we'll have the DLC characters. Yes. Which... That's gonna be entertaining, um, especially one of them. Let's go. Let's go, Deadpool. <laughs> I was thinking Storm. Storm's gonna be fun. Storm will be fun. Um, the actual out of the weird day night cycle that allows for things. The yep. actual interacting with the other characters. Mm-hmm. And honestly, actually, I enjoy uh, their the mechanic they've chosen for uh, acquiring more cards and the artifacts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I w- that that feature where like you get the. Because when you do a mission or something, you get like a gamma capsule and the option for like some of them will give you like the the research capsule and yeah. stuff like that. One thing I'll say is if there is somebody like when you come out of your room or like when you're back at the Abbey, if somebody says like, hey, come talk to me for a minute, you can't go turn those in. Oh, can you not? You can't go turn them in until you go talk to that person. Oh, wow. Because every time I w- I'm like, OK, I'm back. Let me go check and see what my new card is. Nope. Can't do it. I didn't realize that. So. It's, it, I've I've walked up to that thing four times now, and not been able to do it that because sucks. I got to go talk to them. But the thing, as soon as you f- go and talk to them, it's like go talk to them, talk to somebody else, and then go back to them, and then you're good to go. Yeah, mm. pretty much. But uh, to what he was saying, to unlock the cards after the missions, you get certain capsules that you uh, that you research and you gain. Like for the cards, you. It gives you three three cards. Can get to more from researches. I'm pick that up real quick. Uh, and then you pick which card of that that you want to actually add to your decks. And then if you when you have multiples of the same type of card, you can then take it and upgrade that card uh, to a higher version of it, where it gets more effects or does additional things as well. And. So far, all the ones I've got, all the cards I've gotten for options that have been fairly boring. It's just been like, like it's very slight, slight number increases. Like I haven't mm. gotten anything. I haven't got anything that felt super impactful yet. The only one that I've gotten that's sort of 
very interesting was a Iron Man upgrade, which he has an ability called Mark, where he adds yeah. two marks and two weaknesses on a character yeah, yeah. he chooses. If the upgraded version, if you redraw that card, he that effect is also put on any characters around it within a like a ten foot space, mm-hmm. which makes for grouping people up and just debuffing the hell out of them. Yeah, uh, have you guys have you guys looked at because uh, when you walk around at the Abbey, you can pick up like crafting ingredients and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Have y'all looked at the the recipes for that? I haven't looked at the recipes I've yet. Acqu- no. I've picked up the books. I have no idea what to actually do it. Yeah, where do you do that? I don't remember. I saw the option for it, and uh, gotta find that. Yeah, it, <laughs> gotta find that. It's like the because I only found a couple books, and I've ran all over the Abbey, mm-hmm. and it, it's like there's stuff I don't even know where to find it at right now. Right. But uh, but yeah, there are crafting. I mean, we're fairly limited. We only got one word of power currently, so yeah, that's true. And and with with the you, word of power that he mentioned, that's basically stuff that you learn as your character. Oh, did you get one by doing the rods? No, no, no. I was just gonna say you can go you with that one. You, you can, can go, go pretty all far. Over oh the yeah, fucking, you can yeah. get pretty far. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. words of power is basically stuff that you get that's strictly for like the hub world, the yeah. Abbey, where it, you can allows you to get to more of the Abbey. Because I'm telling you, you, open the you open your map. That's a pretty good area that you have at your disposal. Yeah, right? no, it, it's a good sized area for your hub world. Yeah, the words of power basically equate to your like your standard travel powers around the world. Like you can open doors, burst open. I assume we'll be able to burst open cracked walls I assume they're some, all over the place. I assume at some point we'll be able to just make magical bridges. Yeah, yeah I, I'm assuming some of that stuff uh, yeah, just to make the travel easier because mm-hmm. there are bridges that are down. You can get to the other side. It's just yeah. a roundabout way yeah. to go to get there. And it, it is, and you reach a certain point pretty early where you get prompted. Um, from this point forward, exploring the Abbey is optional. You yeah. know, whatever. You can choose to do it in your free time and stuff, but you're no longer required for it for the story. In my opinion, it's very much worth it, not only for just, like, it's a really cool hub world, yes, but is. also as you go around, you can find, like, different locations where you can invite characters to go to for your hangout time because that all helps for that friendship stuff that you can get, which was one of the biggest things about the game that really drew me to the game initially was, number one, it is Marvel. I'm a Marvel fanboy. Uh, and then just, like, the relationship building with characters. Like, I always enjoy games that have that. Uh, and the one thing I also really enjoyed about it is, like, the early, like, access previews and stuff that some reviewers were doing is, like, you know, when you're doing a playthrough, you really do need to be selective on who you want to learn to be best friends with because you're not going to be able to best, be best friends with everyone in a single run. You're gonna, So, like, it's gonna, that also opens for, like, replayability to further explore more stories with characters over time and more you know, going to the gameplay, you know, further exploring what more you can do in the game once you become best friends with this character or this character or that character. So it just opens up a lot of gameplay mechanics and multiple playthroughs, which is cool because I, I love doing multiple playthroughs of games. Um, but yeah, just the rela- like the relationship stuff, you know, just being friends with everyone and just kind of building that. It's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. You know, trying to figure out who you're going to be best friends with. Still, still working on that. Yeah, yeah, still working on that. Uh, another thing that I've really enjoyed about the game immensely is just like how well they have nailed these characters, you know, in their personalities. Oh yeah. Oh my God, bro. Like each character really does feel like the character. And you know, when I say this, you know, I, when, when it comes to anything Marvel, that's not the MCU, people will immediately turn to the MCU. Which is fair. It's the it's one of the biggest media franchises on the planet in terms of films. That's what people are going to naturally try to relate things to versus going to the comics, right? You know, that, that's just how people's minds work most of the time. If they're not a massive fan of the comics and, and the history of it, but like 
you know, this, you know, this game does so well at really harnessing the energies of all these characters, in my opinion, from the comics, which yes. is really cool because like, obviously like, here's one random example. Like, obviously we knew, we know it's a completely different character, but for, but for some people they may equate it as same voice, same voice actor, but for Spider-Man, it's the same voice actor from Marvel Spider-Man. It's so fascinating listening to this version of Spider-Man because number one, it is very, very in tune with the comics in my opinion, but just like you can really tell the difference like, okay, yeah, this feels like a lot younger Spider-Man, a lot younger Peter Parker versus like what we have from Yuri in Marvel Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like it's a very distinct difference and it, I think it's super cool. Just like the little quips and jerks you know, and, and jokes and stuff that all characters will throw out there, Tony Stark, and all the stuff that he does really feels to his character. You know, the stuff with, you know, the, the way Blade talks, the way everyone talks. It, it feels very in tune to their characters from the comics. And I'm, I've am i really enjoyed it immensely. It is really true. It's like one of the Blade interactions I enjoyed was when you could first get to talk to Blade in the Abbey. And yeah. You're just like, and your character's just like, so is Blade your name? And he's just like, well, is your name the Hunter? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, and Blade's just like. So you're telling me your mother just woke, you know, just, just birthed you and just looked at you and decided that your name was the, the hunter. hunter. And he, your your character's like, that is the way I understand it. Yes, and Blade's like, takes okay. all kinds. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, I, I did a hangout session with Blade, just like hanging out at the pool. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're just sitting there talking, and and Blade's complaining about vampire movies. He's like, yes. he's like, I, I fucking, he's like, I can't stand these vampire movies. It's like, why? It's like, because they're, it's like they're taking these merciless killers and showing them off as being all like, like having a good side in that to them. It's like I would never be a part of one of these vampire movies, well, unless it was me killing the vampires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, your character's like, what would you call that? He's like, I don't remember what he said, but he's like, I, I don't know, and he just throws out a name, and she's. What about Blade? Yes. <laughs> nah. I mean, wouldn't say no, but it's not my first choice. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, all, dude, all the interactions, all the jokes and stuff, man, they're great. Because also with, like, one of one of my favorite little things that I, I've loved to pay attention to is all the the splash cards introducing characters yes. and stuff. Because, like, they're so detailed on certain things. Like, your first introduction in the game where it's like Dr. Strange, you know, Ghost Rider. And then, you know, Ghost Rider, you know, he, you know, he shoots one of the the dudes from hell behind him. He's like, see you later, Robo Man. He drives off. And instead of it popping up saying Iron Man, it actually says Robo Man for Tony Stark's initial introduction, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and it's the same thing. Like you'll get, you know, there was one on the mission that you guys are about to go on that I'm on where it was a Hydra agent that was up the top with Venom and Venom, you know, it, it fl- came up with that Hydra agent, like gave his name and he said, and it, that little extra splash text, is like joined Hydra for the dental plan, and then he gets thrown off the building. It's just a little stuff like that, dude. It's it's just really entertaining it across the board. Because like they do, as we keep saying, they have done the characters like during the whole discovering of Agatha thing and the library yes. thing. Yeah. Whenever you go to the library and everything, and then the caretaker just burst in. And I was with the character. I was like, whenever she left, I was like, why was she mad? Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, yeah. yeah, me too. I was like, what the fuck happened? Literally, she, literally, she walked away, and I sat there, and I was just looking for TV away. The fuck you mad at me for? <laughs> I was completely in line with that, how they also portrayed the actual your actual character in game. I was like, what just happened? Yes. <sighs> but yeah, no, top to bottom, I've I've enjoyed this game so far. I'm really excited to keep playing. I will say the only the only somewhat complaint I would say is at least in the early game, the combat. I it feels like you can't lose unless you're trying. 
I could see that, yeah. But also, I was going to say, when you guys started the game, did you see how many fucking difficulty options there are? I've already moved on to Heroic 1. Because it starts you at normal, yeah. which is second from the bottom. Yeah. And then there's like seven or eight more. Yeah. It's six Shit more. Ton of difficulties. It's Heroic 1, 2, and 3. And then um, I think it's Champion 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you can just... Aside from starting the game, you can move it up from there. Yeah, because I don't know what the criteria is, but I've gotten two stars on all my missions, except the first one I got a three star, and that unlocked the heroic one option. Okay. Yeah, the only, I've gotten I've two starred everything besides like you that first mission and then the crucible one because I kind of got screwed on my opening hand. I got a one star on it, but that was because my my, my doggo died. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I think it's based on match rate. Their ratings will unlock more difficulties is the only thing I can assume because it told me I could unlock, go to the next difficulty as soon as I got the rating. and It showed the rating of my first uh, just regular mission led by one of the other people. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably bump that up then because, like I said, so far, like, it hasn't felt like... If it felt like it, unless it was like an objective where it's like you have to do this in so many rounds, yeah, yeah. or something, yeah, it's like if it's not that and it's just wipe out all the enemies. I mean, hell, if you want to, you can take them out in one to two turns. Yeah. Well, like, I actually got a pretty difficult one, which took me a couple tries. Was um, I had to destroy two canisters in every round that I didn't complete the mission. Reinforcements came in, and it was a random number between one in four uh, units came in, but each round afterwards, it became stronger variants. So first it was just like the scrubs, then it was a okay. medium tier, and then it became an elite. And the worst thing about it was also one of the characters on the initial board was one of the shield guys protecting it. So I also had to deal with his ass before I could even attack one of them. Okay. Yeah, I could see that that being able to escalate pretty quick. Because at least right now, if it's like a couple of the elite enemies and then like the basic guys... Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll just knock them back into each other to like lower them down a little bit. And then I just chain speed or like quick cards yeah. to wipe out everyone on the field. So, I mean, I see where the difficulty could be based on more or less if you run into a map and just your choice of character synergy is just dreadful. Because like that one, I had to reset twice before I went, screw it, scrap it, do another team. Mm-hmm. Um, because I first tried to do it with Doctor Strange, Nico, and... Iron Man and that went awfully because there was no synergy between the three of them very well besides Nico and Strange, but that required very specific setup to get off. So I ended up switching to Magic, Nico, and uh, Blade to pull it off. Yeah, like so far the best combination I've had has just been like my character Doctor Strange and Blade, because like I said, I just use my character in, in uh, Doctor Strange to kind of knock people around the field mm-hmm. and and get them kind of weakened, and then Blade just comes through as a fucking cleanup crew. Yeah, and then like whatever the big enemy is, he just shows up and one shots it. Yeah, see, I'm just seeing it with I have these extra missions, just trying to get a feel for everybody. Well, that's the thing. It's like I'm gonna start doing that for some of them, just to see. Like how they play. Because like, have you guys done Ghost Rider yet? Yes, that's what I was about to say. I like Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider didn't understand it yet. Ghost Rider is going to be interesting because he's similar to Captain Marvel. Is he has a pool? Yeah. He has to get KOs, which allows you to get his 
a soul chain in which the soul chain is a stacking card. The more times you use it, the stronger it gets. The only thing with him is I feel like Ghost Rider for at least right now, you would need to pair with Captain Marvel to be truly effective because his cards actually take his life away. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was trying to use him and I, I like... I, he, after like two rounds, he was almost dead and I'm like, what happened, man? He is <laughs> He's currently the only starting deck that has heavy detriments. Although he does have like his like I guess most one of his most powerful base cards is like being able to drive the, the hell car, ride yeah, the, the hell, hell ride, ride yeah. through because I didn't realize that was in there because I didn't look at his deck previously yeah and uh, I was do- using him on the helicopter mission yep or like I'm in there with that and then draw that card I'm like oh yeah let's let's see how this works go through a field and he just wipes everything off I'm like. Holy hell, man! But it discards <laughs> your entire deck. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, gets rid of it. Well, that's the thing. It's like it was. It was the regardless the final turn of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, overall, good. We'll probably have more to say come next week. Yeah, when we have more time with it. Yeah. Well, maybe not next week then. So. Oh yeah, next week. For, yeah, game awards. So I mean, like I said, we'll we'll be live early before the game awards start. So we may just immediately lead the show off with you know any min, any more midnight sun thoughts and stuff. And kind of just dive into it because I mean, like you know, we're still very early into the game. But I mean, I personally, I've I've really enjoyed the gameplay so far, like quite a bit. Uh, one thing that I mentioned, like um, you know, you and and Josh earlier, and I still stand by it. But I don't think it's a bad thing, not not for us especially. Uh, but I could definitely see someone looking at it and being like, "You is that uh, you know the graphics are very much dated in my opinion." But it's like it's not it's not anyone's fault. It's they chose an art style, yes. and they perfected it though because the, yeah. it, it all looks good for the art style and runs phenomenally. But people are going to look at this and be like, "Ooh, that looks like oh, an yeah. Xbox 360 game." Because yeah. I mean, honestly, it does. But that's not a bad yeah. thing. It's because they perfected the style. They chose an art style and ran with it and made it work, and it, and it works great. Yeah. Basically, they they decided to not go like every other game is trying to do and go for these hyper realistic yeah. or like. Either hyper realistic or like some crazy cell shaded style. They it's went Ferrix. It's like yeah. they went for an art style that, that they worked. could pull off and that they could do very well. It really it, reminds me of like a Life is Strange kind of kind of style. Ferrix knows what they're doing. They've never been hard on graphics. They're yeah. Just, yeah, they're just like like I said. It's not a negative for us, you know, because they they didn't fuck anything up. Yeah. They just picked a style and they ran with it. And yeah. It worked. Which is funny. I did find one glitch where, whenever you had to track down Magic and she's in Scarlet Witch's room. Oh yeah. Magic's arm decided to be part of the chair. <laughs> okay. So, like, the entire time she's talking, her the rest of her torso's red is there, but her arm that has the book is, like, inside the chair like this. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Magic. All right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, we didn't... I don't know if you guys have ran into it. Like, we didn't mention the most important part of this game. You have to decorate your room. That is true. I started decorating my room. <laughs> I spent all of my, all of like my blue essence or whatever yep. that you have. Yep. I've spent every little bit of it decorating I did the too. room. Hopefully, yep. you made the first correct purchase. Was the dog the, bed? The dog yep. bed. Yeah, that was mine too. That was my first purchase. <laughs> Got to get Charlie the the luscious dog bed. <laughs> Shout out to that dude. Oh man, but yeah, it, it's like so far games. The game is. Uh, very solid. Yeah. The the actual like battling itself, the mechanics are a little bit different than kind of what I thought, but it's very easy to pick up. Yes. Easy to pick it's up. Easy and to very pick addictive. up. And it, yeah, it, it looks like 
uh, it looks like when you get higher level and you get all these other cards, combat can get... It's either going to be one where it's like combat becomes very kind of particular of how you set it up, or it's just going to be very combo chain heavy. Which mm-hmm. I could see because the big thing with the increased difficulties is just the fact Enem- that yeah, it's like enemy health. And- it ups their health, ups their damage, and I assume a slightly better AI. But in contrast, you get better, more XP, better rewards. Yeah, because that's one thing it, it definitely said as like a tip for me at one point. It was like, uh, Playing on harder, harder difficulties will give you more of a challenge, but you'll also gain access to your abilities much faster. Yes. Right. My only thing that I'll be curious about this game, since it's been stated several times that you probably will do multiple runs, how does a new game plus start? Yeah, that's who me yeah. and my, one of my big questions. Do too. you get to keep decks you've already, do you get to keep cards you've already earned, or is it just a hard reset? Yeah. I would almost assume, well... Yeah, that depends on DM Plus, but I was gonna say I would almost assume like hard reset. That's what I'm sort of because thinking. That's the with the card mechanic and upgrading them, it's the only way that makes it where you're not gonna just completely steamroll. I think it'd be everything. a hard reset, yeah. The only thing with that, because I assume once you un- once you unlock the difficulties, it's unlocked. So you could restart the campaign on the hardest difficulty mm-hmm. if you manage to get to it. Um so my thing is going to be because it's very obviously that, well, I don't, actually, I don't know. Because the other thing would be, what is it going to reset the characters' friendship levels? Because I, I would assume, yeah, that's, that would be assume, one of my questions. I would assume too. it would reset, I would feel like it would almost have to. With, with how they kind of marketed the game and how early access reviewers did, where it's like, you can't be friends with everyone in a single run, that tells me that it would get reset. Yeah. Because if you did New Game Plus, then eventually you would have a playthrough where you could be best friends with everyone. That's, in a that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Then you would just have a bunch of... I mean, granted, you put the time in for you it. You did, yeah. But I would assume friend... It might be a thing where, like, once you have become maxed out friendship with everyone, it's like, okay, bang, you did it. Mm-hmm. See, cause my thing is, because I could see this do either doing a hard reset or doing actually partial reset. More or less, you do lose... Um, data progress with the characters and whatnot, but you get like some bonuses stay that aren't like t- entirely detrimental. Yeah, I would yeah, I would assume it wouldn't be like full hard reset on everything. I would assume that like maybe like for a new game plus you might friendship levels would decrease. You wouldn't have the same cards, but I assume any research upgrades you had would probably stay. Yeah. That'd be my best guess because I mean if it is hard reset, then it'll be slightly annoying, but hey. Yeah. I mean, it'll still be fun, even still, because you get to just explore other stuff with other characters, especially when the DLC characters come out as well. So just completely new decks to play, new, you know, relationship, you know, friendship stuff that you can develop. Which, just seeing how some of the characters or decks are built, I'm going to be very... The two decks I'm most curious about would be Morbius. Ah, true. It's Morbin time, baby. And Venom. Yeah. How they're going to play. It's Morbin time. Because I feel like... I I, I hope that's going to be a card. I really, it's because that was in the, you know, that was in the uh, the promotional material. Yeah. Yeah, as Deadpool made the joke, it's Morbin Time, Mr. Morbius. So I hope there's going to be a card called Morbin Time. Yeah, that's gonna be possible. Fu- that's going to be great. Because I feel like <laughs> Morbius will probably be a lot of life still based. Yeah. And I feel like Venom would be a lot of control of being able to high damage control. Right, you know. So, I, I, I could definitely see that, you know, since Spider-Man's got some control fe- uh, feeling to it. I want to know. Uh, yeah, we haven't got there yet. Yeah, he, yeah. Some uh, some of his early cards is like binding cards and stuff like that. 
uh, binding uh, an opponent down. So, you know, they, I could I, I could see Venom being like a damage control. So, either way, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, very very good. Uh, really enjoy. It's one of the best games of 2022, as my title says. Uh, and we definitely recommend it so far. And we'll follow up more on it probably yeah. next week. Yeah, I'll I'll put some I'll put the time in and see yeah. see how far I can get so I have something to say when we come back. Yeah, I'm gonna aim to, but I'm also splitting time between. I finally started God of War, uh, and I have immensely enjoyed this one. Like I'm so much more invested in this one than yeah, I was. You actually, you've actually messaged me about this. One. Yes, like, I, and I'll dive into it on another episode whenever I beat the game. But I am very, very, very invested in this game because I feel like you know the only thing I'll say for my investment uh, is I feel like for 2018. For me to be super invested in that game and the story and the character development that you get to experience with Kratos, I really feel like, you know, for it, me to... It I, hits I, harder when, when you've you're, done everything. It hits yeah. harder when you're the God of War fan. Yes, exactly. That's how 2018 does. This one hits hard when you've played 2018. Yeah, when you play 2018 and then also just like the different levels of, you know, Atreus is trying to figure out who he is and all the different themes that are into the game. The theme that you said, the, the general theme you said for the game is so <laughs> fucking accurate. It starts to make sense, It's so it? fucking accurate, bro. I'm so invested into this game. Uh, and then I've also been playing It Takes Two with my girlfriend. And I got to say, guys, that game, I see why it won Game of the Year. I mean, it is it's inc- a fantastic Dude, game. it is so damn good. The developers of that are the ones who did A, a, a Way Out, which was also fantastic. Yeah. John and me played a bit of that together. So. Man, that was... That was that was a fun but ridiculous game. It was, but that that developer, I have very they know what they're doing. They, that hands uh, hats off to them for yes. focusing solely on co op yes. specific games yeah. and doing so well with them. Yeah, because yeah. they're yeah they're they are keeping the like the couch co op essentially, or that's that yep. that yes specific co op design. Yep. They are keeping it alive and, and killing, knocking yeah. it out of the park. It's like that's that's the definition of a developer going. This is what I want to do. Yes, and fucking and do, nail it. Exactly. Like if if anyone has not played his takes two, I cannot recommend enough. Get someone to play with, whether it's on the cows with you or online, and play this damn game because it's so good. Or a way out by the same developer. Yep. And the thing is, you only need one copy of the game because yep. they have a thing where if you have a copy, the other person online can download, which is pretty much a demo version, but it's the full game as long yep. as you're playing with another person. So. Yeah, which also fucking fantastic idea. Yes. Yeah. It's like I, f- I feel like them doing that has has made other platforms be like, you know, maybe we should it's made them adopt like remote play things yeah. where the other person doesn't have to own the game. Right. Um, all right, let's hop over to Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet. You know, we've all been able to put a lot more time into it. Uh, I have put so much fucking time in me this too game. me too i mean i'm i don't know if i'm at the 100 hour mark yet but i'm fucking close i since i since i started god of war i've kind of j- jumped off pokemon a little bit but i'm close to the 100 100 hour mark I've, i'm nowhere close to that i have played this game every single day it's the only game i've i have really never seen john time. play as much pokemon as i have with this game I'm, and i've known this dude for like 10 plus years and he's always played Pokemon games. Pl- he's always pl- replayed them. He's always played them when they come out. But this is the one that's hooked him. Well, like <laughs> I, I don't told, know. Like he I th- put it in quite a bit of time with Black and White. I it's like some of the like the handheld games. I put a lot of time into, but I was, I was a lot of that was like I would play it and I would beat it, and then I'd play it again and beat it with a different team. Yeah. Gotcha. And I would just do like the reset playthroughs. Yep. Whereas, like this game, as I told you earlier, Alex, a statement to how much I've enjoyed this game. 
I have never wanted to complete a dex before. Like I've mm-hmm. anytime it, like Sword and Shield, I was I had fun with the game. I beat the game, and I was like, all right, let's go complete the decks. And then, it's like fifteen minutes into it, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> this game, like earlier today, I got with Alex, and we, uh, we like did some trading and stuff. Yep, and got my first dex completion that I've ever done. Your first shiny charm, pop yeah, chair. First, first shiny charm I ever got. I've been playing this game. I've just been running around doing the like five and six star raids mm-hmm. every night. That it's like I would get home from work and I would basically I'd just run around, do every raid I I felt like doing on the map, reset it, every raid on the map until like somebody hit me up wanting to play Rocket League or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's like that's that's been every day for me. Yeah, and honestly, like, I, look, I get it. The game has so much performance issues, you know, in terms of its graphics and stuff. I get it, dude. But, like, as we said in, with our initial review last week or a couple weeks ago, it doesn't really ruin the experience. I mean, I mean, if you, your game crashes, yes, it's kind of irritating. So save often. Always remember to save, especially if you don't have autosave on. I tur- Dude, I turned autosave off a long time ago, and I forgot about it. Yep. I'm so glad I, I'm, like, anal about saving. Yeah. Because every time I do something, I save it. Yep, I, I always save. I, I prefer to manually save because I'm also in the boat of if I see something like uh, a situation like I've had before where I found a shiny and immediately despawned, I reload and the shiny was still there. So that's cool. Um, so it's just stuff like that, you know, is why you want to turn off auto save. But like, I mean, I'm telling you, like the performance stuff doesn't ruin the game. I mean, is it annoying? Yes. It, can you excuse it? No. But the game itself is still absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it is just so addictive. It has the same addictive uh, feeling to play as Legends Arceus did when I started playing that one. Now, that's a game, though, as I've said, and I it stays true because I've yet to go back to that game. That game really drains you. Like, that game gets to a very drainy point where that it's game, like, I don't know if I want to continue. That game was super addictive. Yes. But... But it, it doesn't it, keep you the whole time. It didn't last. Exactly. This has been lasting. Like, there's so much to do. There's so much to explore. I, like, before I completed the decks, right, and I'm, like, 60 hours in, for example, I would continue to find new areas all the time, and I would continue to discover a Pokemon. Oh, I didn't know you were in the game. You know, like, that happened nonstop for me. Like, and it's just it just does so well on, like, that adventure aspect of things. But then, like, the main thing is, like, since John and I have beat the game, Bro, these stories are incredible for a Pokemon. These are the best stories that a Pokemon game has ever had by far. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say by far because Black and White is very good in terms of its story. But it is the best. It is the best stories in a Pokemon game. All of them. All of them are incredible. I mean, how did you feel towards the stories? I thought all of them are great, especially the Titan one. Titan one and the final one are, are awesome. I loved I loved all of them. I thought they were great. I mean, the stories were the stories were decent. I wasn't necessarily there for the stories. It's like I was, I was, I was, was for it. I was kind of doing them to, I was doing them to get get to the next area right. that I wanted to run around in. Uh, but I mean, for for a Pokemon game, the stories were good. Yeah, they were they were really good for a Pokemon game. And yeah. that's where we're different, Alex, because I don't need stories to enjoy this game. <sighs> this dude has not done anything except I, one gym badge. I am a true sage of Haldea. I will scour this entire island before I bother with any of that shit. He's done one gym badge. And that's it. And he's just exploring the game. Correct. I hate you so much. I was told to go find a treasure. I don't need to go join these other three fucking pricks when they're treasure. Fuck them. He's trying to find his own treasure. <laughs> yeah. 
At least do the Titans, man. Your tra- fuck off. Your traveling will be so much better. You'll get around the area so much better. It's dude. my treasure, Alex. Go uh, fuck yourself. Whatever. <laughs> now, in terms of the performance stuff, to a big surprise, this you know where Nintendo has actually commented on this, and you know are promising that they're going to fix it. I don't buy that shit though. I mean, we had one patch that came out to fix some minor bugs and launched uh, the first season of ranked play cool but all the major performance issues that we've come to know with frame rate and stuff none of that has been fixed uh but they did still promise in like the post that more performance patches are coming and that's just one of those things i'm not holding my breath for it i'm just not (laughs) Uh, maybe one day it'll be perfectly fine i i think i think after like the dlc yeah i think it would a lot of people are under the impression that they're going to fix it like this month before christmas everyone's like oh yeah you can't launch this game you know for all the kids that are going to get it at christmas they they might do some they they might they won't do like the full overhaul that they're going to have to do but they'll probably they might do something to try to fix some of the frame. Yeah. Like some of the frame prop. At least get it to like where people aren't solid, sliding. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, at least get it to where like you, the people walk normally. And when they're like it, at the edge of their render distance, they're not moving at four frames. Mm-hmm. It's like something, something like that just to make it a little bit more visually appealing for mm-hmm. people, for the massive amount of people that are about to get this game. Right. Uh, now, I will say this as well, because I thought this was really interesting whenever I was uh, listening. I was listening to the newest episode from uh, Nate the Hate podcast, and they were talking about all the performance issues and stuff with the game. And, uh, you know, Nate, you know, he's he's a you know pretty notable insider that we've we followed for the show for news and stuff and someone that I follow. And he's been right on a lot of stuff before. Um, you know, one thing that he talked about when it comes to this is that, uh, you know, when it comes to how this game's state is launched, where does the blame actually go? You know, because a lot of people are like under the impression that the game was rushed or whatever the case was. And obviously it was, but it's just like, who was the rushing? You know what I mean? And naturally, a lot of people want to turn towards the Pokemon company or, you know, Nintendo. Uh, but actually, the way that he broke it down, and this is per the sources that he knows, is that pretty much the sole person you can blame is Game Freak, 100%. Because, I, you know, the way that he broke it down is that when it comes to this franchise, Game Freak is the one that calls the shots. Like, when Sword and Shield is done and they now are starting on Scarlet and Violet, they set the projected date of 2022. And that is the date that they set that Pokemon Company and Nintendo follow through with. Like, Game Freak's the one that says, this is when the game's coming out. And they're like, okay. So, it, you know, if the game could have been delayed, it was 100% possible, to my understanding. And, and to one, besides them reaching a certain point, you know, because there's so much stuff that goes into it. Yeah. You know, contracting people for the anime, the card printing, plushies, everything. There's so much that goes. So there does come a point of no return where it's like, we can't delay this. Um, but when it comes to when the game comes out, like, you know, where it's like basically these gins are been pretty much on a good, like, three-year cycle for the most part. Game Freak is the one that can 100% choose to add on a year or two if they want to. But they're the ones that say, like, so, like, right now we would assume Gen, uh, Gen 10 is coming out in, like, uh, 2000, 2020, uh, 2025, 2026, whatever. Uh, if Game Freak wants to delay that, they can. And Pokemon Company and Nintendo can't do anything about it. And there's also Creatures, Inc. that's also involved with the, with, uh, the Pokemon Company as well. That, gotcha. that, that's the other company. It's Game Freak, Creatures, Inc., and Nintendo. Those three make up the Pokemon Company. And it's Game Freak is the one who calls the shots. And the reason they call the shots is because, and I, I totally get it, totally, totally get it, is it comes down to they want the video game to be the introduction to the new gen. You know, not the anime, yeah. not the car, which makes total sense. You know, like, 
you know, but at the same time, like when you have a game that's in the state that it's in, even if you're at that point of no return, I mean, unless I'm just an idiot, I don't see the complete and utter distraught harm. I mean, besides the fact that it's different than what we know to delay the game. What if, what if the new anime comes out? Whatever you get to see the new Pokemon, then it's not like the game doesn't get fucking leaked three months in advance anyway. You know, like what's the big deal if you get introduced to the new Pokemon, the anime, and then the game comes out? I, I don't see the harm in it, but that's me. Maybe I, maybe I'm, an, maybe I'm an idiot, or maybe I'm just more open-minded to let's not have a game launch in complete and underdog shit way. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, I, I do, I do, I do get what they go for. They want the game to introduce the new gen, not the show. Not the card game. I, I get it. You know, the, the game is what they want to introduce it with. At the same time, it's like if you got a dumpster fire like you have a Scarlet and Vile, well, the game is great. Obviously, we saw what it turned. Just delay the game. I mean, it's not like the anime is going to start in January anyway. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I don't know when the new anime is going to start. Like, what, April, May, June? It's like, shit, go ahead and delay the game. You know, but I mean, it, I, I get it. They want the game to introduce everything, but I feel like, you know, I feel like we could be a little bit more open minded to things and maybe the game not introduce stuff. You know, if you need more time on it, so I don't see that happening. It's not no. going to happen. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't see why we can't do it. You know, I, I don't see why we can't. That's what I'm saying. I, I, it's definitely not going to happen. Totally not going to happen. You know, but I just don't see why we can't do that. You know, I, I don't see why we can't just change it up. Where the game, if you have a serious problem where the game needs to be delayed, delay the game. And what? It, who gives a shit if the anime introduces the new generation? Who gives so many people watch the anime anyway? Just like so many people buy the game. Like, who gives a fuck? It is what it is. The game gets leaked early anyway. It's not a big deal, but it's not going to happen. But I just don't see why we that that's not an option. You know, I just, I just don't. But I don't know. Game Freak's going to be Game Freak, man. That, that's you know, that's basically the bottom line. That's basically the long TLDR that I got. Is Game Freak is going to be Game Freak, and they call the shots, which that did kind of catch me by a little bit of surprise that it was Game Freak that's the one that's completely calling the shots, 100%. They have the final say. I was like, eh, that's kind of interesting, honestly. But yeah. Well, uh, going on currently, I think it ends tomorrow, we have the uh, Seven Star Charizard event going on right now for those of you in the end game yep. with access to six-star raids. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's going away tomorrow, which is the fourth. Uh, yes. At some point, but it'll be back in a couple weeks on like the 11th through the 14th, I think it is, or something like that. Somewhere around those days, right. it'll be back in. Uh, so you can hop in if you can and get yourself a, get yourself a nice little Charizard. Yep, shout out to John being able to solo it. It's not it, It's not that hard. Even even Just huge power as Zoom even, even with huge power being super buggy right now, I think Fluttermane is, is, will actually be like the safer option for getting it done. Uh, but yeah, huge power Azumarill. It like got it done for me fairly easily on my first attempt. Although anyone who is going to be using that huge power is very buggy right now, mm-hmm. and it is not acting properly for some of the like for some of the fights mm, because damage damage calculation for the huge power isn't always working properly. So you'll see the damage happen like with huge power calculated and then it'll heal back because it's not if you see it heal back or if the health bar when you attack doesn't match what it actually is in the raid that means your huge power is bugged right so but yeah overall it's not too difficult mm-hmm. so you sh- it's like as long as you got you a trained up level of 100 and invested into the mod 
you should be able to get it done. Uh, final thoughts on Pokemon. Um, you can throw whatever thoughts you want to like out there, but I know since you've completely beat the game at this point, you're fully in in-game content. What would you rate this game out of ten in your mind? How would you How would you rate it? I don't know out of ten. It's like I don't. I don't. It's know. tough. It's I tough. don't know what I would rate this out of ten. I'll say this right now. This is my favorite Pokemon game. <laughs> okay. All right. But it's like I've. It's like as much as I like. Like I'm. I'm a huge fanboy of Gen Two Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I always have been. It's what I grew up with. It's got its flaws. I love it. I've always loved it. But man, this game, this game is fantastic. This is what I've wanted in a Pokemon game. Right. I'm very back and forth on what I would want to give it out of ten. <laughs> I'm not like, gonna lie. <laughs> Like I don't I don't know what I would give it out of ten, but I would say at least right now, I've like at this point into playing a Pokemon game, I've never still been having fun. That's true. You you usually done right after it's a like, playthrough. I'm I'm I usually get the Elite Four done, do the basic post game stuff, and then that's the point that I ended at. But I've been I've been grinding in this. I've done I've done a little bit of shiny hunting before the shiny charm. I'll probably do more mm-hmm. because why not it's easy it's like the, <laughs> the raids are super easy yeah if you're if it's like just generically if you want to do five and six star raids if you get if you if you can get an iron hands you're you good do, you can do anything you want to i love that dude that's a goofy <laughs> you, bastard you you can do anything you want to if you got an iron hands yeah he's a goofy bastard i love him so much yeah. i would Hell, probably I, I i jumped in a six star raid with alex earlier yep. with my iron hands he had he ended up leveling up his Karidon to 100. Didn't have it trained up or anything. No. <laughs> and then we had Josh in there who was... He was trying. He he, he was there. He, he was, was there. He was, <laughs> he, was setting, he was setting up... Like, yeah. He just, was setting up some stat boosts and cheering yeah, for he, us. Josh was there. We appreciate Josh. But we, it's like we, we made our way through it. Yeah. We, we figured it out. Because <laughs> he, he had that Maridon that was, that it was probably still like level 65. <laughs> potentially, yeah. Yeah. Still the, like the base level you catch it at. We figured it out. We got it done. Yeah. We got we got it done. It would It was fun. I think at one point you were like, "I don't know if we're getting through this," and I'm looking at it going, "Nah, that's easy. I've had much closer fights than this." <laughs> I think as a rating, I, I'm kind of flirting with like an eight point five. Is where I'm kind of flirting with. I can see. I can see that. Yeah, eight point five or nine. I think. I think is. I mean, I I do genuinely think it's a very good game. I even if it is busted in ways, I think it's a very very good game. I yeah. mean, personally, I would give it an eight just because it's a Pokemon game that allows me to just do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, like you you get to really just I, see, have fun. I think that's why I'm having as much fun as I am because you get it. to do whatever you want. Because I've been I've I've spent so much time just wandering around, like going through areas and just. Going around in circles, spawning and despawning the mons to yeah. see to see w- what the rare spawns in the locations are. Mm-hmm. Just and I haven't had to go in any specific direction. Granted, I mean, based on level levels and everything of the gyms, if you're playing going directly to all that stuff, yeah, there's a specific path they generally want you to yeah. go on. Yeah, but fuck that. I'll go do. I'll go. I'll go in whatever order I want to go and in. And that's why I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Because I don't got to mess with any of the story stuff, and I can still enjoy the game for what it is. Yeah. Just explore the world. Yeah. Try to get stuff. Because this is one of the few few gins where I've played, like, playing through the gin. I actually go, like, took the time to go through, catch as much as I could be- before advancing through areas, as well as, yeah. as well as using, the new, like, a lot of the new mods. Fucking little... Bramble Gast is my boy. I want to use him so bad and, in competitive. And uh, the the flamingo did eventually end up getting replaced on my team. Oh no! I mean, 
be fair, though, he got replaced by Annihilate. Okay. Hey, shout out to uh, Wolfie. Got number one uh, in the world on uh, competitive season one. He did have the Flamingo. I know. I was, nice. I was watching him. He nicknamed it Stuart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I was watching him because... Uh, as soon as I saw his team, I was like, that's a weird team, but you go, my man. I think I saved it. Hold on, let me go look. Because I thought it was just so wild when I looked at the damn thing. But Annihilate is good. Annihilate, yep. is, Annihilate is really good. So he had uh, Dodunzo. That's the big fish. Sea uh, Titan, uh, the Sushi Dragon, the, uh, the the family of mice, Annihilate, and the Flamingo. A fucking squad. And he get the number one in the world. And the mouse is that good? It's a very good support mon. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a very good support mon. Also, just the way that you evolve that thing is just very, it's just very funny. Why? How do you evolve it? So you get it to level twenty five, right? Okay. And okay. once you get to twenty five, you don't get any sort of animation for it. it Nothing just, pops up. It, it's what it says is. I think it's like there's a 25% chance it evolves after level 25 upon level up. Yeah. And there's no notification for it. Yeah. You just have to reopen your party and all of a sudden you got two more mice. I didn't even. Because they fucked. It's a family. Well, no. The four is apparently rare. Usually it's apparently only three. Oh, is it? I have four. Because I didn't. I didn't didn't know it was three. I didn't even realize it. Because, I mean, hell, I didn't go to level it up until after I had a bunch of candy. So I like, I just, I was just sitting there and I'd be like, medium candy. Level up, medium candy, medium candy. And then nothing ever popped up. I was like, I don't know if this worked. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And then I looked at my decks and I was like, oh, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they fucked. Oh, cool. (laughs) Oh, no. Pokemon is very, very, like I said, if if you're a diehard Pokemon fan, you have been every generation, you've always played it. Still highly recommend this game. If you're someone who, you I called it a, a disaster for casuals because of how broken the mess is, and I still stand by that. Depending on the person, but like I even still think there's a there is a casual audience that can pick this game up and have a great time. Okay, uh, the picnic system is fucking awesome. You, I haven't so used. Okay. I haven't used it for like sandwich making or right. anything like that yet. But just the picnic system in itself for breeding and like. Being able, to trans- quick. <laughs> and be- being able to transfer moves because uh, the Azumarill I caught didn't have Belly Drum. I needed Belly Drum on it. I wasn't going to breed it. I didn't want to go through and do that. I just went and got a Makahita that that had Belly Drum, deleted all of its other moves from it, gave them both a Mirror Herb, and had them play in the picnic for about two minutes, and bang, done. Yep, egg moves are no longer a thing. You can just transfer it that it's, way. Yeah, it's like as okay. long as super as, easy. As long as you have an open move slot, and it's like whatever move you want them to learn, you can just delete the rest of them out of their move set, and real quick it happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which same thing with eggs too, especially if you get one of the sandwiches that gives you egg power. Like get the two mons that you want in there. Like I just put down my controller, walked away, used the bathroom, got a drink, came back. I had nine fucking eggs in the basket. I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys, what the hell? I was gone for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Without egg power, you could sit there for 15 minutes and not have an egg. Mm. You get egg, like you can go to one of those shops in and a town, get it. egg power level one. And you're good. And you'll get, you'll get nine eggs within two minutes. Yeah. Dang. It's it, dude, that, that hit me fucking quick. <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever. And that's, that's just a quick way. And then also with that, like, Dude, the egg hatching is so damn quick. Just get on your dragon, you're good. A couple, you know, like a minute, two minutes, got eggs, start just hatching. Because uh, <laughs> the the town Metalai, that's where I. Yeah. That's that's like I use that as my hub town. That's where I go for everything. Okay. 
So it's like I just fly there. Like if I need to buy something, if I need to go to get food or something, that's the town I go to. Okay. I don't know why I picked that one, but that's just the one I always go back to. That's fair. But like I'll go there and it, yeah, I was hatching eggs earlier before we jumped on because I was hatching all of my uh, various starter eggs in case right, you yeah. guys needed one. And uh, I had a flame body like uh, whatever, like talon flame or something. Yeah, threw threw five eggs in there, like two and a half laps. They all hatched. Yep. Damn. It's quick, dude. Which is fucking nice. Makes makes it just makes the breeding aspect of things nice. Because like I going into it, I was just like, man, with how easy it is to just like catch everything. It's like I don't feel like I have to breed anymore. It's just like I don't know. This is pretty nice. Yeah, this is this is very a lot easier than I thought it was gonna be. Because when I heard the initial change uh, for what they did with the breeding mechanic before the game came out, I was like, ah, I don't know. That's uh, kind of it's kind of fishy. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, all right, never mind. This is just faster, so I'm here well, for well, it. It's also super convenient because as long as as long as you have an empty box and you like, if you're if you're breeding and you're just sitting there, you can just park yourself in front of the basket, hang yep. out there, and then like every two minutes or something, just walk over to it, collect all the eggs. They go directly into the into whatever box you have open. Yep, which is was super nice. Yep. Um, we want to get to uh, game awards. Probably. Yeah, need to hop over to that. So we're gonna go through. We're not. We probably won't do every category because some categories we just really oh. don't give a shit about. Oh, sorry, I was kind of dicking off a little bit. <laughs> um, let me let me attach it back here. All right, now you can go back to it. All right, there we go. Move it over here. All right, so we're gonna give some predictions on the game awards and the nominees and stuff. Like I said, we won't do every single category, um, but we'll do we'll do. The ones that we actually give a shit about. You can't see this at all, can nope. you, John? Okay, I didn't think you could. Just tell me what category you're going to. <laughs> there you go. I'll move it up here. How's that? Boom. Look at that. And now I'll take this, <laughs> and I'll move it down here. Okay. <laughs> He's fucking us both over here, John. <laughs> yeah, he had it on the lower monitor. I'm like, I can't see that. There you go. Just turn it like that. I'm going to turn this for me. And we're good. <laughs> see, now we can all see it. And I'm going to name them off anyway. Where do we want to start? Do you just want to go down the line? Yeah, might as well. All right. Game of the year. Very, uh, quite the quite the lineup of Plague Tale, we get, we Elden the, Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I said this I said this last time we talked about this. Congratulations to all the games on this list. This yep. is a battle of two titans. It, it is. Really it is. is a battle of two games, yes. And I, I, said, it, I said it before. I'll say it again. I'm locked in on God of War Ragnarok being game of the year. I very much will understand if Elden Ring takes it. Yeah. I mean, with the hype and everything, I would rather go with God of War Ragnarok just because overall it is the better production. It's like I could very much see why Elden Ring could take it. It's like it was a massive game this yes. year. It's the It is the culmination of everything from the Souls games that they learned and made it into a giant project that everyone loved. Yep, but overall, I I can't deny God of War Ragnarok. Right, it's like this might this this might very well be my favorite game of all time. See, uh, I want God of War Ragnarok to win, but the one thing that I keep thinking about with Elden Ring that tells me it's going to win is just like how much Elden Ring just absolutely took over the industry when it came out. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like, that's why I feel like it's going to be Elden Ring. For the simple sake of this voting thing, since it's my personal account, I'm voting God of War because that's what I want to win. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be actually Elden Ring. I think I, Elden Ring's yeah, winning game That's, that's what I'm saying. I, like, I'm locked in 100% Ragnarok. I, I, like, 
I think Ragnarok should win based on the game as a whole. Right. I will not be surprised if Elden Ring takes it. Yeah. All right, next category they got lined up is Best Game Direction. Awarded for outstanding creative vision, innovation in the game direction and design. How are you feeling on this one? I will say Immortality is a very interesting game direction. I will say that. Have not played it, but it looks interesting as shit. I was about to say, I can't even really... T- I all I see is Stray. Uh, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horiz- Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. What you guys think going to win here? I feel like it's going to still be Elden Ring or God of War, honestly. <laughs> Uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, that's what it seems. I would honestly want to give it to Stray just because out of these, it is probably the most unique. But okay, this is the thing: is I would want to give it to Stray, but I, I don't think I can. See, the thing is about Stray here, okay, and it's coming from someone who played it and absolutely loves it. I even bought the physical edition when it came out just because I wanted to own the game, right, in in a physical way. The only thing about Stray, and I've seen a lot of people talk about this for the Game Awards, the fact that it got a nominee for Game of the Year and stuff. You take that cat out, how innovative is it? And I'm like, okay, you know what? That's totally fair. The cat is what makes it innovative, I mean, but, it's fair. but that is still an innovative thing. Though. Yeah, but that's yeah. the innovative thing yeah. about yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. It's only one thing, but it still makes it, it. It's what makes it a draw. Yeah, it's the thing is if you took if you took the cat out and replaced it with something with a else person. in there, it's like yeah, you're not gonna have that yeah. deep of a game. But because you're playing it from that perspective is what causes it to be such a different experience, right? I don't know. I kind of think for this one, I, honestly, I feel like it's, it's still going to be probably Elden Ring in the game direction. Probably. I don't know that it would, though, because as far as game direction goes and innovation, it doesn't... I don't know that it's really that innovative on the core concept of the previous games. Of the Souls games? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very similar, very similar to what they did previously, just in a, on a much larger scope. That's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. Uh, how are we feeling? What do you want me to vote for? I mean, I would. I voted Ragnarok. Let's vote Ragnarok then. Let's vote Ragnarok. I mean, credit to best from- narrative. All right, I'm voting that one. We're done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, We're fuck, d- Alex. Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, or Immortality. The thing about that I that I've seen about Elden Ring when it comes to this category is that if this was a, a strictly a thing of lore Elden Ring would probably win because of how much lore was built for the game that you know because it is written by George R.R. Martin of course but like you know the story itself isn't like that compelling like the lore is incredible but the story itself is like standard George R.R. Martin yeah I feel like this one actually will go to God of War Ragnarok 100% I think I think the narrative for is incredible the problem (laughs) is almost everything besides the game of the year that Ragnarok is in it almost feels like it's going to sweep. Right. Like every category. I was about to say, the only thing I would say with that is maybe... Oh, that's right. You have it over there. Sorry. Maybe Horizon. But that's a low. That's a very low call. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Best Art Direction. Uh, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and... Sh- Scorn's a fucking art direction, let me tell you that. And Stray. I don't got any take on this one, I don't honestly. have a, I, don't, I don't have a take on either. Do we want to skip because it? Because... I haven't played any of those, so I can't really get a, a good feel based well, on just what I've seen. Let's skip it, unless you have an opinion. You got some? I feel like this one, I haven't played it, but I saw a little bit on it. I Honestly, Scorn could take this. 
It's like I unless think so. I, unless I kinda, it's an interesting design, I'll un, give you that. Unless people purely go for the big names on this, yeah. scorn, scorn, scorn would take it. All right, let's go to the next one. We won't vote that one. Uh, best score in music. Such a fucking shame that Sonic's not in here, man. It's so robbed. I'm just upfront about it. So robbed that Sonic's not in this freaking category. Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which does have a good soundtrack. I haven't played the game. I have no intentions to, but the soundtrack is pretty good. I would personally want to give it to Metal Hellslinger, but I don't think that's going to win. I don't think it would either. You've been hearing these bangers in God of War, haven't you? Yeah. It would have to be God of War. God of War has a great soundtrack. It's so good. God of War is a great soundtrack. Dude, that's I, I would personally say either God of War or Xenoblade. I would say that's my vote too is God of War or Xenoblade. I'm going to put Z- God of War on my, my thing here. Uh, next up, best audio design. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, uh, Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. Do we have an opinion on this? I, I do, do not. I do not have an opinion on this. Gran while Turismo. The, moving on then. While the score is really good for God of War, the in-game or like the rest of the audio in that is like... It's just it's generic as far as I'm concerned. Uh, next up, we have best performance for uh, Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West, which I believe that's I believe that's Aloy, Aloy's. Um, I believe that's Aloy. Okay, Ashley Bird. I think that's Aloy. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, which would be I can't remember the, the I can't remember the sister's name. Um, drawn a blank on her name, but I'm assuming that'd be her. Christopher Judge, which is of course Kratos, um, the the main basically the main person from Immortality, uh, as well as another one for Ragnarok as well, which that should be Atreus, yes. Yes. Okay, that's just yeah. I don't know how you in anybody doesn't give this to Christopher Judge. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I I hundred percent agree. This is gonna be Christopher Judge's show in my opinion. <laughs> Voting that one. Let's see. Games for impact uh, for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. I've got nothing on this. I don't either because the only game I know is As Dusk Falls. So I don't have an opinion, unfortunately. I would say As Dusk Falls because that is a fantastic game. You did play that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Don't know any of these games. Moving on. Uh, Best ongoing game. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. I feel like this one, I think it's gonna be Final Fantasy. It, Final Fantasy probably should win this with how it went this it's, year. It's either gonna be Final Fantasy or Genshin. Yeah, I'm gonna go Final Fantasy yeah. with, with what happened to Final Fantasy this year, where the, like you know where people literally couldn't buy the game anymore. Yeah, because they crashed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that I mean, Final Fantasy is at all new height, man. I'm going that. Uh, best indie game. Oh, this is gonna go to Stray. <laughs> Cult of the Lamb, Neon. Well, Neon White is a competitor. Let me tell you, Seafu, Stray, and Tunic. Oh, that's actually a very this is good. A good this is a good say, lineup. I was gonna say this is the be- <laughs> this is probably the best year for best indie that we've had in a while. Yeah. Um, based on those choices, I would personally put it either Seafu or Cult of the Lamb. Mm, okay. See, I would. I could see Stray sweeping this category just because it's Probably. been nominated as a game of the year. Yeah, yeah, just and also like every nobody had a bad experience with that game. True, but from what I've heard, Neon White's a fucking banger. Oh, it, Neon it, White is fucking amazing, dude. I've, it got I've, it got like a ninety on Metacritic, and I've, no one's talking I about it. I haven't played it, but it's from what I've heard, it's a banger. So I could I, I can see it either, that, but I do want to. I could see that and just like completely taking this category by storm because it's a speed running novel. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could very easily see that one just explode here. I'm feeling neon white or stray. I'm gonna go stray. I'm gonna go stray. 
Best mobile game, Apex Legends Mobile. Marvel Snap. Yeah, Marvel Snap. Let me go ahead and vote that one. Uh, Diablo Mortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower Fantasy. Our personal vote would be Marvel Snap, 100%. I'm confused. But I think Genshin's going to win. Diablo Mortal, just because of how much backlash it had from the. Just because it's got a name behind it. The problem is, (laughs) it has a big name and it got a lot of backlash, but everybody still played it. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, next up, we have Best Community Support, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. I mean, I feel like No Man's Sky is always the winner for this every year. No Man's Sky usually gets (laughs) it. The thing is, No Man's Sky doesn't usually have competition, but this year they have Final Fantasy. That's true. That's true. Mm. Did it have community support, though? I don't know, but it's, it's like people would look at what happened with Final Fantasy this year and think... Yeah, think community support behind it. I'm so good with No Man's Sky because with how many story, how many new players came into Final Fantasy, nobody came out of it with a bad experience for right. the community. That's fair. Next up, innovation and accessibility. Oh, God of War, bro! The options for this game is unreal, but the other options are As Dusk Falls, Return to Monk Island, Last of Us Part One, and the Quarry. Actually, <laughs> yes, the, the Quarry actually does have <laughs> yes. some pretty good innovation with the game. But bro, I'm not kidding. God of War has like what well, over seventy about, options. Well, that this you can is go ex- accessibility specifically. So yeah, yeah. Which adding the features and content to help make the game. Yeah, I mean, God of War has like over seventy different options you can sort through to help play the game and including help you play the game if you have like like physical disabilities and stuff like that. Uh, there are so many options to God of War right yeah, now. I would say the only real, the only real competitor in this category. It's probably Last of Us, not because of what they did for this game, but because of how intensive they went on it for Last of Us Part Two. I mean, that's that fair. carried over to it. But I feel like there's going to be the people are going to look at this list, and those that played God of War and saw all the options are yeah. going there. I'm going God of War personally. I mean, like seventy plus options to sort through based on like your controller layout and stuff to help you play the game is incredible. Best VR and AR after That's, the fall. Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book Two. We and all Red know. Matter 2. We all know where this one's going. Yep. Among Us. Yep. Moving on. Dude, I don't even know the other ones. Best action game. Shout out to Bayonetta Three for making this category. Uh, Modern Warfare Two, Neon White, Sifu, and TMNT Shredder's Revenge. This That's is actually, actually nice that that's in there. This is a good little category. I feel like it um, might go to Neon White though. I I don't know, but so, I, I don't know. I Bayonetta think Three is. I could see. The uh, I would take out Sifu and Teenage Mutant Turtles, and I would put it between Modern Warfare Two. Bayonetta. Modern Warfare shouldn't be in here though. For it's best not, action? No, it shouldn't be in here. For action? Yeah. Or, or because are we going to start putting every shooter that comes out in this category as well? Yes. <laughs> because that would just eventually overtake this category. Well, specifically action though, and, and I get what you're saying because yeah, of shooters yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, but it's, it's like this is. Look at this game right here and compare it to every other game on the list. That's the odd one out because they probably didn't have something else to put here. I mean, that's fair, but I mean, you got to give it to Modern Warfare for two. It does still have some very good action cinematic moments. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I, wouldn't put, I wouldn't vote for it in this category on principle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm with John on that. I mean, I get why it's here, but I'm with John on that I wouldn't vote for it based on principle. I mean, based on odds, Bayonetta 3 is probably going to win it. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Zach. Yeah. Like, it, it is still an action-heavy game, but historically, we don't put... Shooters. Right. It's like we don't put shooters in this category because they're like the most popular genre they're going to overtake. Yeah. I think Bayonetta could possibly win, but I'm going to hope for Neon White or Sifu. I'm going to vote for Neon White here. Uh, best Action Adventure, Plague Tale Requiem, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. That's a dead category. Come on, man. 
Come on, they're just they're putting people up for slaughter right now. I mean, it's sort of hard <laughs> just with how good God of War was. Yeah, so I any know. category it's in is the only one that really competes here, in my opinion, is Horizon Forbidden West. I feel like Horizon Forbidden West will have a, a, a little bit of an argument here, but I still think it's God of War. That's what I'm voting for. But uh, I mean, you, from playing Ragnarok, the exploration mm. in that game is fucking. It's way better than it was in 2018. Oh yeah. Uh, best role playing: Elden Ring, uh, Live Alive, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Triangle Strategy. This is a good category, honestly, but it'll probably go to Elden Ring. I, I don't. Would, I don't see it not being Elden Ring. I mean, I don't see it either. But Triangle Strategy. I would. I would say Xenoblade just to get some focus on Xenoblade. Right. That those they need something. <laughs> oh, one of the best categories: best fighting game, where they just okay. pull shit out of nowhere. Okay. Who's for, gonna vote for, for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Hey, hey, a lot just, of people. Just put multiverses and move on. Yeah, multiverse. JoJo's was actually a very good fighting game. They revamped it a lot. It the, was. The, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I saw a lot of problems when it came out. I'm assuming those are probably fixed now. They are okay. But, but multiverse yeah. is probably the hypest. Yeah, because on the category is uh, DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star uh, Battle R, uh, King of uh, the King of Fighters, um, multiverses, and Sifu. Which Sifu is here because they didn't have enough fighting games. Correct. <laughs> Moving on, best family game: Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Mario Switch, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon Three. I would honestly either say Skywalker Saga or. Switch sports as much as I dislike it. Really? I'm giving it to Skywalker Saga personally. That, that's gonna be my vote. I, I got I didn't play any of these. That's I mean I, I was assuming you guys would probably say Kirby. I mean I played two of them, but I know enough about all of them. <laughs> I mean, Kirby is an enjoyable game. Do I find it a family game? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> you me... murder the you murder the hell out of those animals. <laughs> Best sim in strategy, Dune Spice Wars, Mario Rabbit, Sparks of Hope. Uh, total Warhammer 3, um, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. I don't have an opinion. I feel like this is going to be between Warhammer 3 and Dune. Yeah, I don't Dune, have, yeah more Dune, than likely. Dune blew up. No opinion from me. Um, I'd, I'd, I would almost say toss-up between those two. Yeah, I would say that. I never mess with Dune, but Total Warhammer 3 came out very good. Um, I would like to say Victoria, just because of how much in-depth strategy it has and everything, but... Yeah. It would probably end up being Total War, honestly. Yeah, I'll vote it that it for seems you. the most likely. Best sports and racing F122, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Grand Tours of 7, and what? What is that game? I haven't even heard of that I one. Don't know, it's, it's like says. a, it's, it's, I think it's a skateboarding yeah, game. Yeah, Ollie Ollie World. I haven't oh, yeah. even heard of that one. Yeah, no, that one's just a thrown in there. Okay. I would, um, I Gran would, Turismo. Yeah, I was going to say Gran Turismo. Just move on. Best multiplayer, Modern Warfare 2, Multiverse, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Shredder's Revenge. Mm. Mm. That's a hard one. This is a tough one. I think, my opinion, I think Multiverses might win this one. Better just Modern Warfare 2. No, I would. Oh, Zach lost his camera. Oops. Let's see. I, I, let's see what happened. What does it look like? Oh, it's still going on stream. <laughs> I didn't realize the corner was down there. Yeah, while well, he figures out the camera, John, what's your opinion? You may just have to get up and put. I would it back say on. I would say multiverses, but and then, like if we're if we're talking like actual, probably gonna take it. I'm not saying COD. I'm saying Overwatch Two. Uh, Over, Overwatch Two. Uh, while it is just Overwatch, it it I feel like it's the more consistent game that people are jumping back to. Oh, easily. 
Yeah, that or Modern Warfare Two. So I see well, your point. Wait, well, well, yeah. Out of the two, though, I of the people that have that like, I'll fix it. Play both games at least if from the circle of people that I watch. Overwatch Two is considered to be the more like the game they have or are more excited to go back to. Is it fixed? Yeah, I didn't break it. Angle looks pretty off. It, it, it'll be fine. For yeah, it'll now. be fine. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I'll just go photo Overwatch 2 and move on. Content creator of the year. Shout out to Nebellion for making it in this freaking category just because he, he stepped away, in my opinion. Carl Jacobs, Ludwig, Nebellion, um, Nobru, and who's that last one? I don't know. That's her. Cutie Cinderella. Don't know the last two. I know the first three. I don't know content creators, so I'm Just out. vote Ludwig and move on. He, <laughs> he, he's the shoe-in. It's going to be Ludwig, it's, yeah, it's but I'm voting Nebellion out of respect. <laughs> Just Damn. the fact that he's in there. Wow. <laughs> the wow. fact that Nebellion's were, in there. You were making this list not even... <laughs> Best debut indie. Another good one here. Especially because Vampire Survivors is in here. Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. This is a very good debut <laughs> indie. This is a very good category. <laughs> Very good the category. The problem is, you look at all these polished pictures, and then the Vampire Survivors. Survivors. Yeah. And then as fun as that game is, it's a fucking mess to look at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, neon White. Yeah, Neon White's going to take it. It's Neon White or Stray that's going to blow the, blow this one out. Probably Stray. I'll vote Neon White, though. Best Adaptation. Arcane, League of Legends, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. Definitely not Uncharted, I'll tell you that. But Jesus Christ, this is between two. Edge Runners or Arcane? Yeah, it's between those two, although I, I would, would love for it to be Sonic. I'm voting I, for Sonic, but I know it's going to be one of these two. Ar- arcane, is, in I'm going to have to say Arcane. It'll probably I mean, be Arcane. Edge Runners popped off, but not nearly as much as Arcane. It's like Edge Runners is good, but n- it's not the same level. Arcane had like 10 years of freaking bagging. Yeah. Most anticipated game. The same games is usually on here right now. Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What uh, What do you guys think is going to win the category? And what is your most anticipated out of these five? Tears of the Kingdom will win? It's either Tears of the Kingdom. Well, Tears of the Kingdom will win. Starfield will be a close second. Oh. Uh. For actual my most anticipated game, none of those. Mm-hmm. Well, out of these five, which one would be your most anticipated? Uh, I guess the Hogwarts. Okay. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. Mine's Starfield or Zelda. Funnily enough, Hogwarts Legacy, and then for me, probably Final Fantasy. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy be a second. I will say all five of these games I intend to I intend to play. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year. I don't. Best esports game. Rocket League. Move on. Yep. <laughs> Hitting it. Not even have to go through the other categories. Moving on. It, the, the all, other... all respect due to these other games. Rocket League is the best esport. All right. Next up was esports athlete. I know n- none of these. Moving on. What? Really? You don't none. know any of these? Nope. <laughs> I couldn't see it. So it's Chovy, Faker, Carrie, oh, yeah, Faker, Simple, and uh, Yay. Couple of really? You know none of those? I know Faker. That's all. Fuck, one. I know at least three of them. Faker's the only one. And then best esports team. John, what's your opinion on these? I don't give a shit about these. All right, moving on. Best esports coach. Any opinions? Not for me. No, none of these. Definitely don't know these. Don't know. All respect to them. I'm sure they're great. They're in here for a reason, but no clue. Moving on. Best esports event. 
This one's John. You feel a little jaded on this I'm one. I'm a little huh? jaded on yeah. this one. <laughs> they have fucking. They have the mid-season invitational and the world championships on here, and we couldn't get the fucking worlds for Rocket League, or even just <laughs> even just a major. There, it's like <laughs> granted of these. There's some banger tournaments in here. Right. Evo 2022, fucking banger. It's like I I didn't watch as much of it, or I didn't watch Evo the was really good. This I didn't year. watch the variety of games that I normally do during Evo, but that's but just because the games I did watch were all fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then honestly, like I don't watch Valorant, and uh, the World Championships for League this year was actually really good there's an there's a fucking great storylines going on the valorant was very good because i actually did watch the valorant this year there was quite a lot of uh upsets during the valorant tournament this year yeah uh the league world championships had probably the best storyline for worlds they've ever had but evo 2022 yeah i'd give it to evo this this past year's evo was fucking awesome all right that was all the categories we nailed all the ones that we cared Can't about. Can't believe we didn't have fucking Rocket League major in <clears> here. <throat> Absolutely robbed. All right, so we got through all the game award predictions, and like I said, uh, next week we will be live for the game awards. Um, you know, next Thursday. So you're excited for that. And Steve says probably because no one cares about Rocket League. My friend, Fuck I off, I don't care about Rocket League. And <laughs> Steve, even that's I would fighting say, words. I, even I would say that's 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 an incorrect that's a, statement. That's a, that's a statement coming from someone who hasn't watched a Rocket League. Uh, tournament yeah like i mean I, even i would say that that's not true just because like I, i'm enough in it on twitter and stuff to just follow general things where i, was, I see where rocket league pops off <laughs> plus i also even, hear, always hear it from john even then if i mean if if you look at just what makes a good esport the ability to to t- turn it on and know nothing about what's going and on and be fun. able to follow what's happening yeah. and realize hype moments are happening right there's nothing easier to watch than rocket league all right. Um, last thing I had was the Mar- a new Mario movie trailer came out. Did you guys have any thoughts on it at all? Like, because we got a little bit more of a a little bit more of a look at what Chris Pratt would sound like for Mario, and I don't, I'm not really fucked up about it because honestly, like, I understand why everyone would want it to be like you know Chris Matinee, whatever. But at the same time, I feel like that would be very distracting for a two hour movie, especially also with Peach. As well. I'm fine with how the voices sound personally. I think it's gonna be a fun movie. The movie looks and freaking incredible. The only problem, really, is that I have with Chris Pratt's kind of thing is he's just Chris Pratt, and while there's nothing wrong with that in general, like fucking everyone else in the, in the movie is doing some sort of voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. And the fact that there's nothing happening there, it it's a little. It seems a little bit off comparatively. Right. So it's like I I see where everyone's coming from with also that. John apparently Steve wants to fight. Fucking. He I'm, said no 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 that's right good here. announcing not a good game. <laughs> no I'm not talking about the goddamn commentators. <laughs> <laughs> the commentators are what make league entertaining. They're what makes CS:GO pop just off. Go as corner much as cam. It is. <laughs> It's like it's, having good commentators makes like makes a lot of the fighting game stuff. If I want to have flying cars, I'll go play really the Jetsons good. on NES. Fuck. <laughs> Who the fuck is Steve? He's one of my friends. I've met him at work. Fuck off, Steve. <laughs> God. 
<laughs> You're breaking John's heart right now. <laughs> oh, he's pissing me off is what he's doing. He, hey, don't feel bad. He does the same thing on ATFS. He comes in there and he throws out outlandish takes just to piss Ricky off because he knows hey, how to get under Ricky's hey, skin that, very quickly. Hey, it's, <laughs> normally, it's not this easy to get under my skin, but man, I, this is one that I feel <laughs> passionate about. All right. Uh, but yeah, Mario Mario movie, though. Uh, any uh, other? Overall, I mean, it, overall, it looks really good. I'm excited for it. I, I think the movie itself looks incredible. I mean, it looks like it should be good. I'm fine with all the voice acting. Yeah, yeah. As John said, Chris Pratt is just Chris Pratt, which yeah. would be a little odd. But it, hey. it is what it is, you know. Um, but overall, I mean, it's looking like it should be very good. And one thing that I, I'm still really excited for, because in this trailer, they further hit it home, right? Like in the first trailer, they just kind of obviously teased at it, whatever. Uh, but the second trailer of this one, they really hit it on something that we chat about with the first trailer that came out where it's like, with this movie, they're really going back to the roots of what Mario Brothers yes. is, where it's literally Mario and Luigi being two plumbers in like New York, and they fall into this warp pipe into the Mushroom Kingdom. That is what Mario is that Nintendo has completely gone past and never gone back to. Because like you get the little, you get the little, you know, moments where you see Mario and Luigi with their van and stuff. You see Mario looking at his sink and stuff. So you know that's where we're coming from. It, in this. it was even a nice <laughs> moment where Bowser's a Terran. Yeah, Luigi's yeah. like, you think I know every flower who has a mustache? Yeah, exactly. And also Steve says, welcome to me in the chat. Yeah, John. I saw. <laughs> I saw it, I saw it pop up over there and I was like fucking what's he saying? <laughs> <laughs> this is what he does, man. That's why I love him in chat. This is what he does. But no, Mario movie looks incredible. Can't wait. Uh all right, let's hit the weekly wrap up because this has actually been a longer show here today. Uh so let's go ahead and run through this weekly wrap up. Uh, so the first thing up here, just for everyone listening, is Valve is going to be giving away one Steam Deck every minute to someone watching, uh, every minute to someone random watching the Game Awards. So what this is, because I'm signed up for it, you sign up through Steam for it, and you actually need to be watching the Game Awards through a Steam link. You do that, and you will be qualified to potentially win the Steam Deck. So I am signed up for it. I'm going to see if I win. I'm not a lucky person, so I'm not going to win. But figured, why not? Shoot my shot. Which means I should sign up. Yeah, I'm bingo. Gonna need, I'm going to need to sign up. Yeah, bingo, bingo. Uh, anyway, next thing up. This is some rumors I came across per Insider Gaming by Tom Henderson. Uh, so Assassin's Creed Mirage aiming for August 2023. Apparently Assassin's Creed Red is facing some serious issues in development. And Diablo 4 is set for another showing at the Game Awards with open beta and release date announcements. Uh, Tekken 8 is confirmed to be at the Game Awards. So that is per Tekken's Twitter. They did confirm the date that they will be there. And Jeff has also confirmed there will be 30 to 40 games shown at the Game Awards and a, and a, quote, fair number of new games in that count. And I also saw earlier... So 15. Yeah. I also saw earlier where he did talk about that he has not been... He has not felt this good about a show in a very long time. But that could still just be Jeff being Jeff and trying to hype up a show right before it happens. Yeah. But at the same time, while he's always he always does that every show, he's never said it in that way. So I, I'm gonna, my expectations are about mid-level. I feel like we're going to have a pretty good show. I'm excited for it. Uh, this one was pretty cool. Digimon Survive has sold 500k units. Woo! Shout out to that worldwide. Yeah, worldwide 500k units. They took a new swing at the at the Digimon franchise, and it's paid off pretty well. So shout out to them. Maybe. Uh, a good old list reaction because that's what we've normally done here on the show. Uh, IGN's best PlayStation exclusives of all time. Number 10 was Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec. Uh, number 9 is Infamous 3 8 Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal, which was pretty cool to see on this list. That's actually a very good Ratchet game. Not my favorite, but very, very good. 7 Shadow Colossus, 6 Horizon Zero Dawn, 5 Ghost of Shima, uh, 4 Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, 3 Marvel Spider-Man, 2 Last of Us, 1 God of War 2018. And I want the record to be known, this list is very, 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 very recent within the last week. The fact that Ragnarok didn't make it on here was shocking. 
I mean, the Gran Turismo 3 thing is very interesting to me. I was right? going to say, the fact that they're like putting specific games on here instead of just putting the series on here is fucking weird. <laughs> All right, John, I'm going to let you take this one. Steve said in the chat, apparently Digimon TCG is pretty fun. Oh, <laughs> man. So now he doesn't want to fight anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> I haven't I haven't actually played this game but my Corner god cam. man you can <laughs> the amount of videos I've show I've sent to Alex on Digimon trading card game I have no idea how to play this game but my god does it look like a lot of fun <laughs> I I haven't played it but man it looks it looks it looks crazy. Steve, John has sent me like probably at least 15 videos of just this deck versus this deck. And like when he first started sending them, I'm like, why are you sending me this? He's like, just watch it. And I tuned in. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening, but it looks cool as shit. <laughs> I've watched a lot of videos on it. Also, that all, that got Alex trained to when I just send him weird videos, he watches it. Yes. I sent him a video of an Oxford math teacher <laughs> doing the SAT for the math portion, and he watched it. Yes. I just I just watched the random stuff John sends me. It's good because right. I whenever he sent me that one, my exact quote was, "John, you always send me the most random but interesting things." <laughs> it's just how our relationship is, man. Uh, the PS Plus games for December has been has come out now with Mass Effect Legend Edition, Biomute, and Divine Knockout. A couple of bangers in there. Hey, man. Biomute and Mass Effect. Hey, man, Biomutants in there. I understand yeah. why a lot of people didn't really care for that game, but I love that game. It's yeah. a very entertaining game. Uh, next up, I did come across that the Halo Infinite multiplayer director has left 343. <laughs> so the dumpster fire continues. All right. That's great. Uh, Fortnite has also teased that Hulk, uh, Geralt, Doomslayer, and Mr. Beast are coming to Chapter 4 for Fortnite. I'm kind of shocked that it took this long for Mr. Beast to come to Fortnite in some way, considering the all, like, you know, he is the biggest content creator on the planet, and he's done so many random-ass videos playing Fortnite, yeah. where, like, one of them was, like, winning a Fortnite game in the middle of the ocean. That's exactly what he did. He was in, like, one of those big bubbles with his laptop, and they set up, like, a Wi-Fi uh, hotspot thing for him, and he, and he was very horribly laggy, but he did end up winning a Fortnite game in the middle of the ocean. So uh, just all the shit he's done with uh, with Fortnite involved in some capacity, it's like, oh, if you do this in X amount of time, I'll give you $1,000. Just all that bullshit he's always done. I'm surprised it took this long for Mr. Beast to potentially come unfortunately, to Fortnite. Unfortunately, Steve, it is. Yeah, Fortnite is still unbelievably relevant, unfortunately. Uh, we did get some new Starfield details. Star systems will have levels attached to them. Makes sense. Uh, won't be stranded out in space with no fuel, as Todd called it. That would be a fun killer. But he said maybe for like a hardcore survival mode in the future, that could be a feature uh, they may add. Uh, suits will have buffs for stuff like gas, toxicity, and temperature. Makes sense. And some of Xbox's top engineers is also helping with the game, which I did enjoy to see that one. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Todd says they could do way more than 1,000 planets, but decided to set a limit due to detailing the the naming of each planet, each planet being distinctive, which that's also a question that we had at multiple points. It's like, is each planet going to feel copy pasted? Is it every planet going to feel distinct? So that makes sense. But <laughs> the, the thousand answer, planets is still a lot. The answer to that, are they all going to feel distinctive? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's what and that as, also And as me. far as naming them goes, that's some developer who set up a quick algorithm to throw out a thousand names. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. I thought it died with Ninja's career. Nope. Uh, both are still very alive, unfortunately. <laughs> both are still very alive. Because Ninja recently started complete multi-streaming where he's on every single platform now. He streams on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, then, of course, Twitch and YouTube all at the same time, and maybe a couple other random streaming apps. Like He's literally on every platform at once a lot when he streams. 
Uh, next, we do have Sonic Frontiers uh, DLC confirmed. Update one will be jukebox photo mode and new challenges. Update two will be Sonic's birthday. That's all it said. No idea what that means. Open zone challenge and new Coco. And update three will be playable characters with Tails, Knuckles, and Amy and new story content. All of it's free. So that's cool. So what that tells me is Amy didn't die. No, she did not. Damn it. Unfortunate. Nope. And then the last thing we have oh, in the weekly wrap-up. Yep. Speaking Fucking Nintendo, man. I know. Okay, Smash good. World Tour Championships have been canceled by Nintendo. Technically. Technically. Hello, Sydney. How are you? Not, not 100% the case. There's been a lot of news coming out on this. Uh, basically, the Smash World, to- World Championship, Smash World Tour Championships were going to be happening in... Uh, about a week and a half's time yep. from now. Uh, I think it was December 10th or 12th or something like that. They were going to start somewhere in that time frame. Uh, and the night before Thanksgiving, uh, they or the night before Thanksgiving, they got news from Nintendo that they weren't being granted the license mm-hmm. for like various reasons that were in their, their letter and that. And then earlier, or a few days ago, announced that the world championships which every smash player has been competing in tournaments and everything getting points to compete in this this tournament because it's the largest prize pool for ultimate and melee ever uh they announced a couple days ago that it is not happening they have been uh canceled by nintendo basically Mm. a little more to it than that nintendo uh apparently there's been were accusations Labeled or placed on the CEO of the organization Panda, which is a general fighting game org. Yep. That is also in Smash and that, but they're running a what was a competing tournament in Smash called the Panda Cup. Mm-hmm. And the CEO apparently had gone to some some TOs at events and tried to strong arm them into not working with Smash World Tour and working with Panda. Oof. Instead, and it's like some of that's come out, uh, and then the culmination of it was after some replies from Nintendo and Panda and everything. Nobody's really taking blame for canceling it. Nintendo's saying we didn't tell them that they couldn't run the event, but they told they did verbally tell them the time of running events without a license are over, uh, and then didn't grant them a license for. Uh, the World Championship Tournament. What the fuck? So from Smash World Tour's perspective, they had no choice but to cancel it. Yeah. And this is, like, there's a lot of angry people in the Smash community right now. Oh, I don't doubt it. Like, everybody's upset with it. A lot of people from Panda's side are leaving the org. They're free agents now. They're looking for a new org to join. But, yeah, like, Panda... Their response was basically just a nothing response. They were, they were basically defended or basically said, yeah, we found out about the, these actions being taken by our CEO, and then as soon as we found out about them, removed him from the situation and made a team around communicating and doing all of this. And then Nintendo is adamant that they did not tell them specifically to cancel the tournament, but they weren't going to give them a license. And like I said previously, told them the time of running tournaments without officially licensed or officially licensed from Nintendo are over. So it's a bit of a shit show right now. Nobody really knows what the future for Smash really is. 
uh, Nintendo has confirmed that they are willing to give licenses out to uh, like to these different organizers for tournaments yeah. in the future, but it's unclear when they decide they're going to do it because apparently the people at Smash World Tour submitted their application in April Damn. and didn't hear about not getting it until or everything seemed to be fine for a while and then all of a sudden they were just told yeah we're not giving it to you whereas like other other tos and tournaments and that were able to get official licenses in a timely manner but the weird thing is they were also connected to the panda cup Mm. so it's a it's a big shit show in the uh competitive smash world right now don't really know what the future is looking like because Nobody's happy with Panda, but currently, Panda is the only ones that have licenses going forward. Wow. Or at least right now, they're the only ones that have official licenses. For a company that's all based on like family games, they don't want people enjoying their games. (laughs) They make it very hard for you to enjoy their games. They really do. That has been very much the... uh, the reaction a lot of people have had. Yeah. It's always been that way, which yep. the weird thing was, like a lot of things people took from the Nintendo response was they made us, they like in their closing paragraph was along the lines of like, we care deeply about the Smash community and and uh, are looking to support it in the future. It's like, when the fuck have you ever cared about the Smash community? True. It's like, all you've done is look the other way and then when you when you felt like it, you just show up and you go, yeah, we're not letting you do that. Yeah, I mean, and that's also including with just how much they've, you know, fucked over Melee the last few years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've really fucked over Melee the last few years, too. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a shitty situation. Yeah. But, it's, it, and like, I'm, I'm a big fan of competitive Smash. I watch Melee, I watch Ultimate, I watch Smash 4 when it was happening. Mm-hmm. I've, I've all, I've watched it for years, and I, I really enjoy watching it, but it's, it sucks not knowing what it's going to look like next year right. or hell even weeks from now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's a rough overview of, of the situation and kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. It's been a massive shit show on Twitter the past few days. Cause oh, I've, yeah. I've been following that quite a bit. Like it has been a shit show since that popped out. Um, all right. Uh, that was everything on the weekly wrap up. So any last thoughts on anything that we talked about here today, boys? Nope. No. All right. Uh, then I'm going to hit the music, and we're going to get out of here and get ready for next week for the Game Awards. So, last thoughts, boys. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. I'm talking to you, Steve. If you haven't already, do it now. Do it now. Then go to Game <laughs> Static YouTube and do it. And then force someone else to do it. Tell a friend, be a friend. Yeah, do what he said, Steve. Specifically, Steve right now. only steve we want you specifically to do this now everyone else if you haven't already do everything he said more and uh if you made it to the end here on this uh quite a bit longer episode than normal yep then thank you very much for making it to the end with us and come check us out uh on thursday for the game awards 
which very excited for the Game Awards. Like I said, we'll be live about probably 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, we'll go live about 30 minutes before the sh actual show starts. I know they got a pre-show at 6 with a few minor awards that will be on there usually, but yeah, all the big stuff actually starts at 6.30 on. So we'll be live for the whole thing. It'll be really cool. Uh, and then, of course, with that, Animan Plus, which started its live shows, will be live next Saturday in place of our show. So make sure to tune in to Animan Plus Live if you haven't uh, for episode, when we did episode 95. 95 went pretty well. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we had a good time. Had a good time. Had some good chat interactions. So if you could stop by as well and chat with us, we'd appreciate that as well. We'd also appreciate if you joined the Discord, sign to the website, you can sign up for free, sign up five bucks a month. Definitely appreciate that. Check out our Agent Inc. shop and pick up a jersey or a hat with a trash can on or anything of the sort. Uh, as well as check out uh, some Rogue Energy. You can use our referral link down below to support us, and we would really appreciate that. The referral link helps us out so much. Thank you for everyone that has been buying some Rogue. We do appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, with all that said, I guess we'll see you guys on Thursday for the Game Awards. See ya.